0: welcome to a very special edition of file Hunter entertainment podcast with eric and guests this is our christmas special i have joining me for our inaugural segment co-host super producer of the show jared how you doing jared
1: the ferrets are all dead i'm fine
0: (laughs) the train derails (laughs) The, the,
1: the train was derailed i am i am i am much better now i'm doing good i'm doing good i uh I I literally got a sale right before I got off of work and then you messaged me that we could do it early. So here I am now uh, and uh, just uh, hoping that the girlfriend doesn't blow my phone up too much during this.
0: (laughs) Well, you're looking very festive. You have your Santa hat on. So you're ready. You're in the Christmas spirit. You got your computer lights going. The the RGB stuff is going on in the background. That's uh, the equivalent of our Christmas tree for the podcast.
1: Yeah, it uh, it's actually a, a new case. I I needed some more airflow, and I so I added five fans. I think is what it was. I added a couple. Of, yeah, <laughs> added a couple extra fans. It's it's kept it That's nice and insane. cool. And um, it I think it's it's a better distraction because people like it. And then yes, the the Santa hat. Uh, it's a yearly tradition. One year uh, I went with a uh, Disney Princess pink Santa hat. Everybody at work loved it. And then it, it was coming around December again and people were like, get another Santa hat. So I got a pink one and now I'm on, I think this is my eighth, seventh or eighth Santa hat that I've had.
0: So. Uh, it's your thing. Yeah. 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 It's cool. I, I don't have a thing like that. So, I guess. You're so. a beautiful bastard enough. That's oh, not, thanks. <laughs> you're a liar. You're a filthy liar. But <laughs>
1: So <laughs> we true. have something different here today. And you're going to tell me all about it because I'm in the blind. No, I actually know exactly what's going on, but it's your show. So (laughs) what what are we doing different?
0: It's the Christmas special, whereas, I mean, most listeners of File Under Entertainment will know it's myself and a guest that we each bring a artist and we go in alphabetical order and we each discuss between five and six songs that we play, Um, this time around myself and... Numerous guests are going to come on and discuss their one favorite holiday song. And Christmas, I think most of them are going to be Christmas songs, but I mean, I didn't limit it to that. But um, yeah, Christmas songs because it's that time of year. So um, yeah. So you are the inaugural guest. When so.
1: When are you going to change the introduction to where Eric and guest it's now Eric with co-host Jared and guest like I've been what because you've been calling me co-host for a while now and I'm like, Uh when's you going to change that introduction?
0: Well, I still haven't (laughs) even changed the art like the (laughs) cover art still says with Dylan and Eric so I mean, you know,
1: I mean, you can call me Dylan if it makes you feel better. (laughs)
0: no you're too reliable oh oh wow (laughs) wow i didn't say that sir please don't attack (laughs) me (laughs) shots fired against my brother no i love him because he's my brother but yeah he uh a little he pissed me off a little bit so he was supposed to uh make his triumphant return to the podcast for this episode and he bailed literally in the last minute so Jared admirably admirably stepped in like an hour early and said he's ready to roll because he's a trooper. So what song are you bringing to us today, Jared?
1: Uh, I went with the Carol of the Bells, but with a little bit of a twist. Um, am I going first? Is that, is that what's the deal here? Is that what's happening?
0: Yeah, we'll okay. let you go first. So... so Oh, sorry, I don't ahead. know if you had prepared anything. I got like the Wikipedia stuff about it, but I don't know if you want to give the rundown of why you selected this song and why this version of the song. So, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so uh, I apologize if you hear a, a ding in the background. I forgot to turn off notifications for uh, Discord, and I'm not about to do that right now with everything running. But uh, for, for those of you who may not know, me and this is your first time hearing my dumb voice um i'm a very heavy metal fan like that's who i am uh one of the things that i used to do back in the day as i used to like i used to play video games and i'd, I'd go out to youtube and i type in legendary epic intense battle music or something dumb like that right <laughs> and i just listen to these symphonic orchestrals of just, just this heavy dark music play and when it comes to christmas it's a little too cheery and cheerful for jared um, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, Mariah Carey's whatever, like that, that dumb song I've been hearing everywhere. I can get into the spirit, but uh, I found a gentleman by the name of Samuel Kim. Uh, he's on YouTube. His music is on Spotify as well. He he puts a lot of these more, uh, he calls it like an epic or dark twist to these songs, and they're kind of remix and remakes. And I was trying to find a, a good song that I could really get behind that said this is, this is one that I would more than happily put on for the Christmas. And I did what I always do. I found a couple of songs that I play them each and every single day, which is like what I do with a new song that I find that I absolutely love. And <laughs> the Carol of Bells. Uh, let me expand this here so I can see everything. Carol's of the bells epic version original is is the title of this song that I, I found and it's it's been sticking with me through it it's instrumental uh there's no new lyrics whatsoever so don't expect too much out of it
0: <laughs> yeah all right so like the wiki of it like carol the bells is a popular christmas carol with music by ukrainian composer nikola lenatovich in 1914 there was lyrics by Peter J. Wilhouski. The song is based on a U- Ukrainian folk chant. Sh- I'm I'm going to mess this up, obviously, because <laughs> it's Ukrainian. Shindirik? Sh- I- Looks D- how, how it's supposed to be. <laughs> You're probably pronounced. reading it better than I am, but, uh, man. The music is in the public domain. Wilhouski's lyrics, however, are under copyright, owned by Car- Carl Fisher Music. Uh, let's skip around a little bit. The original folk story related in the song was associated with the coming new year, which in pre Christian Ukraine was celebrated with the coming of spring in April. The original Ukrainian title translates to the generous one, or is perhaps derived from the Ukrainian word for bountiful, and tells a tale of a swallow flying into a household to proclaim the bountiful year that the family will have. Uh, with the un- introduction of Christianity to Ukraine and the adoption of the Julian calendar, the celebration of the New Year was moved from January from April to January, and the holiday with the chant was originally associated became Malanka, which is the eve of the Julian New Year. Songs sung for this c- celebration are known as Shishindrivki. <laughs>
1: Shishindrivki. So,
0: exactly. That's I like that spin on it. Uh, a little bit of trivia about it. The song appears in the 1990 film Home Alone as arranged by John Williams. In 2018, this version charted at number 20 in the Swedish Heat chart. Uh, the Muppets 2009 parody of the song climaxes with a large bell set up by Animal falling on the increasingly frenetic beaker, which quickly became a viral video that Christmas season. So uh, this, well, that's the more traditional version. Yours is the epic version. So that is what we're going to give a listen to uh, right now.
1: Epic in air quotes, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Epic indeed. It reminds me of uh well you said like battle music and I could definitely I could picture we just watched all of like the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings movies recently and I could like I could picture like oh yeah they're battling uh orcs outside Helm's Deep and that that, that song is playing, you know? Oh my god, yeah. Like <laughs> I don't know what it is about.
1: Like, kids, like, if like I said, if you just go out to YouTube and you're like legendary epic battle, whatever, like it just pulls off with these like four or five hour longs, and it's just that that symphonic, just yeah, it's it's like Lords. It's basically like the guy who wrote all the 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 battle music for Lord of the Rings, which is like here's twenty hours of it, guys, go buck wild, and <laughs> it's just it's it's yeah, it's it's a spin on Christmas music. I, don't, I just. I like it because it's 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 instrumental. I, there's very few. I call it instrumental. The the ladies in the background. I don't understand a damn word they're saying, but
0: yeah, she's yeah. just like chanting. It sounds like. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think it's like the actual lyrics that are that go with the song. So yeah, I, I mean, definitely has a a Christmas spin, but I mean, it's it's very in the vein of what you would hear in like a a sweeping medieval action epic. So.
1: Well, Santa's gonna slay some some naughty naughty list members with his giant because if did you look at the cover art for it, Santa's got the gauntlet. He's got he's got uh, the infinity gauntlet with all the all the stones, and he's got this bronze axe, and he's just jacked to the brim. And what <laughs> he's he's got in his hand is the naughty list, I assume. And Cole is not on the menu for this year, kids. <laughs> so.
0: Santa's chopping heads. Yeah. Oh, so I, I imagine that song could be probably played in that new movie with David Harbor, the guy from stranger things where he's playing Santa. Have you oh, seen the the yes. preview for that? Yeah. Uh, Violent night. I think. Yeah. Violent
1: night. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I can, that, could that be would definitely montage. Be...
0: Sure. <laughs> That'd yeah. be a pretty good one.
1: Uh, Christmas a. Eh?
0: Yeah. Well, so, I mean, <laughs> do you have any other thoughts or comments about your song?
1: No, not. like it's just, it's, 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 it's a Jared song. That's, that's what I feel about it. Like if, if you need, if you want to know anything about my musical taste, boop, there it is.
0: So on that album, did you, mm-hmm. did you delve any deeper into it? Are there more like traditional Christmas songs that he puts that specific kind of spin on or
1: there, there, there are like, cause he, he, each he does different things with different songs like uh there was one where it was like called rain i think is what it was where like it kind of just focused around the rain that was happening and i i i caught a couple that he has but to me i mean like if we actually hopefully this doesn't ruin everything here but like a <laughs> okay. lot of a lot Famous of what he, yeah a lot of what he does is like he just he basically takes the songs that are out there puts a spin on them like his his top five songs are Jolene theme. Uh, I really want to stay at your house from cyberpunk, the Targaryen theme, evil Morty running up that hill. He's got a bunch of just random albums that are out there, but yeah, a, hmm. a lot of what he has is just, he finds those super popular songs and then he'll just put an epic spin on it. That's, that's pretty much about it. So hmm. yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, good. I didn't lose my place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's very good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there's uh, so my song is Santa Claus is coming to town by Bruce Springsteen. Now, I was going to go a couple of different directions with this one. Megan's okay. already chiming in her disapproval with this one. Um, I was going to go. I was, so I was thinking initially, like, is it going to be this one or is it going to be I don't know if you're aware, Jared, that okay. Tales from the Crypt, the Crypt Keeper, has an entire a Christmas album, like a horror themed Christmas album. I was they're pretty funny. Okay. So it's like, I should pick a song from that, but I can't find it on Spotify. And I'm like, I'm not going to make people seek this out. Cause I'm sure it's available on YouTube or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure it's available to listen, but I'm not going to be like, yeah, everybody like the old days of these episodes, like, oh yeah, you got to go to this really obscure place to listen to the song. So that got the kibosh. So I'm like, all right, well, all these other like traditional ones, I'm going to go with like the, the Bruce Springsteen cut. So Then I was thinking, would it be funny? I mean, no doubt it would be incredibly annoying, but would it also be funny to play that song and have it embedded in the episode for every single guest that I have? (laughs) I'm like, how many times would people have to sit through Santa Claus is coming to town? So I'm not going to do that. We're just going to um, play it. With this iteration, so sorry, Jared, you have to suffer through it. Well, every other guest is going to have to suffer through it, listening to it, but the audience will only hear it the one time. We'll just, you know, we'll we'll pick up with our conversation afterwards. Ooh. Um, yeah. Ooh. So we're going to hear it this time. And then, yeah, so it's really going to put my editing chops to the test. So right. that's another reason where I was like, yeah, I better do this one on my own instead of okay. signing you up to doing it because you'd be like, I hate you. I'm not doing any of this anymore. Well, Having to eliminate all this stuff. I was
1: thinking, because like, that's not actually that hard to do. Like, you just, because it'd be super easy. I just spice off the, I just, because literally it's just, well, that's, I don't want to get super nerdy with it. But yeah, like it'd be super easy to do. It'd be a pain in the ass, but yeah. Kind of like yeah. those earlier episodes that I have to work through that I will eventually get to. <laughs> maybe in the future
0: Yeah, you're like oh yeah I started doing uh, I took it upon myself to start doing A and it's going to be like super easy and then you came back you're like it's a lot harder than I thought
1: well because like, I don't know if I'm just stupid or like if the songs are out of order so I don't know I'm going to go with I'm probably stupid but yeah
0: I don't think you're stupid but I also don't think the songs are out of order so I don't I don't know I've, but I've... it's been, it's been a, so long since I listened to it so I couldn't yeah. tell you but anyway, let's listen to maybe now. Now I'm even second guessing myself. Like, how annoyed would people get if they had to hear this song like six times? But all no, right, let's uh, let's listen to. Well, I guess I gotta better give the run let, run down here. Yeah, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town is a Christmas song written by. J. Fred Coots and Haven Gillespie. The earliest known recorded version of the song was by banjoist Harry Reeser in his band on October 24th, 1934. It was then sung on Eddie Cantor's radio show in November 1934. This version became an instant hit with orders for 500,000 copies of the sheet music and more than 30,000 records sold within 24 hours. The song has been recorded by over 200 different artists, including Brigham Crosby, the Andrews Sisters, the Crystals, Mariah Carey, Neil Diamond. Bruce Springsteen, Frank Sinatra, Bill Evans, Chris Isaac, The Temptations, The Harpenters, Michael Buble, Louis Miguel, and The Jackson Five. In 1970, Rankin Bass produced Santa Claus is Coming to Town, an hour-long animated TV film based on the song with Fred Astaire narrating the origin of Santa Claus. The rock version by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band was recorded on December 12, 1975 at CW Post College in Brookville, New York, by record plant engineers Jimmy Iovine and Tom Penu... Penuzinzo? Sorry. Right. This version borrows the chorus refrain from the nineteen sixty three recording by the Crystals. It was released first in nineteen eighty two as part of the Sesame Street compilation album in Harmony 2*, and again in nineteen eighty-five as a B-side to my hometown, a single from Born in the USA. Springsteen's rendition of the song has received radio airplay perennially at Christmas time for years. It appeared on Billboard's magazine's Hot Singles Recurrence chart each year from 2002 to 2009 due to the seasonal airplay live performances of the song. Often sell the band encouraging the audience to sing some of the lyrics with or in place of the band's uh, vocalists. Uh, the version remains a Springsteen concert favorite during the months of November and December, and the band is among the few that keep it in their roster of songs during the holidays. It uh, charted... Gold in all these countries. and
1: So this is where Eric would have talked about all the other kind of awards that they won, but I accidentally hit the hot key. So why don't we go ahead and just dive right into the song that we're supposed to, and uh, we'll talk about it here more in just a second.
2: <laughs> it's all cold down on the beach. The wind's whipping down the bar. been good and practicing real hard yeah clients you've been you've been rehearsing real hard now. Yeah? so Santa bring you a new saxophone right everybody out there been good for what oh that's not many not many of you guys in trouble out here <laughs> and you better watch out you better not cry
0: So, Jared mimed, I think, shooting himself, falling asleep, and hanging himself all during. (laughs) Okay. Not a big fan, I take it.
1: So, I don't mind live albums. I don't.
0: But But... you
1: gotta, gotta like, listen to the whole album through, because when they're doing that stupid stuff at the beginning, it's like, it's like, bro, you just gotta be there. You You gotta be there for the concert, right? And then, the Eric curse is real. The Eric curse is real. So, I learned a fun fact about Sesame Street last <clears throat> night, right? Sesame Street started in 1969. And I realized that it's over 50 years old. And of course, when Eric had mentioned that it was on Sesame Street, I had to do the math because I wanted to throw a fun little fact out there. be like, yeah, Sesame Street's been on the air for 53 years. Who would have thunk it? One of the hot keys for my recording starting and stopping is the subtraction key. And so... I have oh to my God. I have to listen to Santa Claus is Coming to Town again to put it back on the album to put it back on the recording. <laughs> so there's a little snippet where you stop talking for just a second and then we're gonna, I to have to listen to Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I <laughs> wait
0: so like did yeah was it after I said all the Sesame Street stuff so all the stuff after that was missing A little bit.
1: Yeah, a little okay. bit. De- depending upon how far into it it goes, there's just going to be music abruptly that starts. Unless you want to just ad-lib over it. But yeah, the Eric curse is real and uh I'm officially getting... <laughs> a...
0: to... Hey, I'm... don't blame that on me. I'm... This is no, a Jared curse, no, if anything. This no, is... this is the oh, Eric
1: curse. Yeah. I'm getting... I,
0: I need a uh, Eric guy. curse is... <laughs> it's only if I had something to do with that. You took it upon yourself and you just admitted to doing that. So you got to change that hot my man, if you're going to you doing stuff like that. I, I
1: get paid on Friday and I'm going out and I'm buying a stream deck. Just even if it's a, if it, even if it's a spare keyboard to where I could just set it off to the side. And that's my, my go switch. I am. I'm <laughs> done with this nonsense. This is stupid.
0: So yeah, don't worry about it. I'll fix it. So, <laughs> so you just took, you just did that to yourself, man. Yeah. All oh, you yeah. would have had to do was listen to it once. Now you got to listen to. Yeah. again.
1: Yeah. Add it to the recording. That's, that's on you,
0: my man. <laughs> oh,
1: 100%. That's on me. I don't mind that. That's, you know, you, oh. he sees you when you're sleeping and he knows when you're awake. And sometimes you're just not awake. So, <laughs>
0: Jesus. Wow. Oh, I guess, jeez, I get so used to uh, you just uh, doing all the plugs and stuff at the end. So I guess now is the time to... Do the plugs as we wrap up this segment. So, well, no, where you, can they you find did, you? You
1: did tell me. Why did you choose Santa Claus is coming to town? Why did you like it?
0: Uh, it's just because it's a little bit different than the more traditional stuff that you get. Like, there's like every single artist under the sun has done. Well, I mean, shit. Even this song, there's over 200 different artists have recorded this song. Mm-hmm. There's just only so many Christmas songs, and like every person puts their spin on it this is a little bit more rocking like i grew up listening to bruce springsteen and uh like yeah it's just a, a little bit different kind of take there's a lot of you know christmas songs out there but this one is just uh it's different enough than the you know the traditional fare that you hear so
1: was he giggling or was he out of breath when
0: santa was going i don't know i think it could be both there was a i was looking for more information and there was a funny thing from like a radio station in new jersey which mm-hmm. is where bruce springsteen is from where they were saying like uh santa claus is coming to town bruce springsteen's edition is like the worst christmas song ever made and like i know that's sacrilege and blasphemy being that we're like a radio station in, in uh, new jersey which is like let me run down the reasons behind it. And he was like, he sounds like he's constipated. And here's he, like, <laughs> he brought up that exact same thing. He's like, he's having the audience sing it because he seems like he's completely out of breath or he needs to take a shit and uh, just like can't get around to singing the song himself. Yeah. So that was their take. But
1: it, it's not it's really it's not that bad. It really isn't. It's just that that opening part. I'm just like. Bro, it, it, the live albums are always weird for me because it's, it's either you're okay, you got to listen to it all the way through, and it's like part of the experience, but like you just you kind of got to be there for the vast majority of the time, so
0: he's riffing, he's uh, getting the bandmates involved and asking him if he's going to get a new saxophone and stuff, which is another thing that the, the person that wrote that article took umbrage with Is like he's literally the, like, I mean, his nickname is the boss, but it, like, he's literally the boss of those guys in yeah. the e street band. Like if, <laughs> if guy needed a new saxophone, he would either a buy it or Bruce Springsteen as his employer should supply it to him. Like he's making this thing, like Santa's going to bring in new saxophone and just like, I don't know. Are I you going to really be a
1: part of it. the band this year or not? We don't know. Does your saxophone work? Is Santa going to get you one so you can continue to play with us? We'll see.
0: <laughs> but, Rustin, please, uh, Clarence, because he's sadly passed.
1: Oh, I feel really bad now.
0: Uh, it's been a while.
1: Oh, okay. I don't feel bad.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. So, now, plugs. Where can they find you? Uh, because you had mentioned, like, if yeah. anyone is listening to your voice for the first time, like, statistically, it's a probable thing that for some reason this will be the first episode that anybody decides to listen to. File on entertainment, like what do they have to offer? Oh, a Christmas episode! Let's listen to this. Like I yeah. was always make the joke with Dylan that statistically, with the number of people that are in on the Earth, Drumline is lamentably someone's favorite movie. That horrible Nick Cannon movie from the early two thousands. Yes, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about.
1: I've seen it. Once or twice, I'm not, and it was against my will. So
0: <laughs> exactly, me as well. But someone out there, unironically, thinks that Drumline is the greatest movie ever made, and I always kind of joke with Dylan about that. So statistically, someone is going to be. This will be the first episode ever of File Under Entertainment that they listen to, and for that, I'm sorry. And that almost makes me think that. Maybe I should play song multiple times.
1: If you do it, I will not actually listen to this episode. Um, but yeah, to find me, uh, you can find me here. I When I'm not being attacked by ferrets, uh, you can find me on Parrot Gaming Productions, Fathers and Friends. The uh, Sucius are my favorite now because I'm going to be uh, doing the editing there. Usually I'll throw in some weird quip or something stupid for them like I did last time. And then <laughs> nice. on, on uh, oh damn it, I forgot. The, the Evil Mark show, there we go. The, the main one. Yeah, there you go. Every Friday I do the uh, the NFL. Where uh, Eric, I love you, buddy, but you owe me twenty four pack. No, Mark owes Mark. Me a, Mark <laughs> owes me a twenty four pack of classic Mountain Dew.
0: I mean, I I'm sure I owe you a lot more than that. No, but.
1: no, no, but yeah, it, uh, I uh, I'm I'm very excited about what Amazon uh, Santa's bringing me here in a little bit. So,
0: do you want to share?
1: Oh, so uh, if you don't listen to, to the to the nfl we we do side bets every once in a while and i was like the chiefs are gonna beat the broncos bar none he's like no the B- broncos are gonna beat the chiefs mark you're, you're high right now like you normally are but no you're a little too high <laughs> and then he's like oh the the patriots are gonna lose to the cardinals i was like you're what no not not even close sir no way no way is billy belichick gonna lose to the birds this year and uh so the the patriots handled the cardinals 27 to 13 i think uh and they won by the the biggest margin that i needed so uh they uh, it was it was a 12 pack per <laughs> game and so you know, 24 pack classic mountain dew coming my way
0: well and kyler murray got injured for the year towards acl so mark is not a happy camper also uh coach mike leach like one of Mark's favorite people. We talk about him on the college football show all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sadly, just passed away. Kind of like a fluke thing. Like, I think he was like brought up every single episode because he's always he was always saying something like funny or just weird and out there. And like, yeah, he sadly passed away. So not a happy Christmas in that household or for Mark. No, but uh, yeah, Mark will have his own segment to have a chance to talk about a untraditional Christmas song in his own right. So that will be coming up. So stick around. Um, Jared, you got any last words for your segment, my friend?
1: Banana sandwich. (laughs) Feels about right.
0: All right. Thank you for coming on, Jared. And we will be right back with yet another guest. Welcome back to File Under Entertainment Podcast with Eric and Guest. This is still the holiday episode. And the guest for this segment is Mark from the Evil Mark show. How are
3: you doing, Mark? Merry Christmas. Merry <laughs> Christmas. It's the it's the second most wonderful time of the year. It's <laughs> the holiday season. It's the best time of the year is bowl season. It's happening coincidentally at the same time, but lasts a little bit longer, like a, a, a super muscled up Hanukkah. Uh, which is also great, Uh, but bowl season's best, but the holiday season's second best. Merry Christmas to all,
0: indeed. Yes, (laughs) Mark, you're already coming in with better energy than Jared. (laughs) the surprise of absolutely no one, although I had made mention on the college football episode that we just recorded that my energy wasn't the greatest either uh, <laughs> when we first went into uh, that first segment that you guys have just gotten done listening to. Also, this is going to be, and maybe I could just cut all this part out because I'm going to do some crafty editing. I was telling Jared that a-, a thought that I had was because obviously we're going to listen to you know both songs as we typically do. But um, they had already heard the song, my song from when I played it from when Jared's segment, I was like, do I do do the real dick thing of just like playing the song through every segment so that everybody has to listen to Bruce Springsteen's Santa Claus is Coming to Town every segment that somebody is on? Oh, Uh, that that would be incredibly funny.
3: Bruce Springsteen, have you ever heard uh, the Bob Dylan Christmas album?
0: Not the whole album. I did uh, like one of that songs, like must be Santa Claus or something that was on that kind of yeah. like the, the top 50 like songs. Cause I was, I was really trying to avoid uh, choosing the Bruce Springsteen song. I was trying to go with some other direction and I was just like desperate. But anyway, no, I mean, uh,
3: he, he does a Santa Claus is coming to town. That sounds like a threat. It doesn't sound like a welcoming (laughs) thing. It sounds like, (laughs) Oh my God, Santa Claus is coming to town. Holy shit. Like we should all be scared. Like there's a man, Who's been keeping tabs on everyone? Well, there isn't. Well, actually, a group, but people who are keeping tabs on all Americans and everyone. But there's a man who's keeping tabs on everyone, and he is arriving in town soon. We should all be scared shitless. It's, it's, it's. That's the vibe that that Bob Dylan's Santa Claus is coming to town gives off.
0: <laughs> that is funny. I, I'm definitely gonna have to seek that out now. <laughs> so. What's the song that you've, well, I I guess, first of all, for anyone that isn't familiar, because I also made the joke, this is just going to be nothing but like callbacks to previous segments, (laughs) I have a feeling. Um, I said that this is, like, statistically, it's probable that this, for whatever reason, because it is a special holiday episode, this might be the first episode that anybody (laughs) listens to, so... Who are you, and what are you bringing to the
3: table? Man? <laughs> Who am I? I'm just a madman. I'm just a madman, uh, deadhead, some guy. No, no, I am, I am Mark Hammond. I am a broadcaster and a sports nerd. I host the podcast, The Evil Mark Show, which is an absolute mess of poorly thought out, intentionally provoking, and ridiculous opinions on sports. It's the absolute best in sports talk radio, which is not saying much, but we're on every week thursday and friday we do college football we do uh nfl on friday um when college football ends we, we do we cover all sports and then i think as we progress uh later this year the friday show is going to stick around so it's still we're still going to be two times a week but we'll probably get into way more it's going to be way more pop culture flavored so look forward to that so if you're hearing me now right before christmas again merry christmas happy kwanzaa uh uh Happy Hanukkah, have a dignified Ramadan all of that. I don't really care. Or if you believe in atheism, then have fun like you know picking on people for enjoying the christmas season uh all of you you know feel free to check out my show uh it's available for all we do a lot of sports talk but we do a lot of fun and comedy and we try to mix it up and keep it fun and and just have a really good time so it's even if you're a casual fan you can you can listen along and have a great time sports talk for people who maybe not necessarily are sports talk fans
0: totally yeah we uh we have very long college football shows and um, I think we kind of pride ourselves on doing, you know, just general stuff. I mean, it's it's still um, sports and uh, college football tinged at the beginning of the show. But I think we I think we do enough uh, other stuff um, b- between our taco awards and our three questions and whatnot before we get really into the, the deep dive. So I think that to like even casual fans still have things that
3: they can enjoy
0: for at least uh, an hour and a half of our <laughs> yeah. like,
3: hour plus episodes before so. we really get into the weeds yeah i think the college football show the, the nfl show we, we keep it very very light i think the college football show we just we've been doing it since we started the podcast so what uh, we've been doing this for gosh what oh, a, a solid year now um yeah. like we're going to be coming up on uh another great thing i want to plug is if, if, if you if you only listen to one evil mark show you're like i don't know i don't know about this guy he's questionable um I don't know if he's bullshitting or he's, if he's being facetious or he's being like, I don't know. I don't know about him. I'm willing to give him a listen, but I'm not a sports fan. Then please, please, please look for an episode called The Shibbies. We're having our second annual Shibbies uh, right after the new year. It's 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 probably our best episode. It's our most ambitious episode. It's a live, it's an award show live on MP3 right in the podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's an entire award show from canned laughter to controversy. We're going to try to one up the Oscars. So I think uh, I just <laughs> want to throw that out hard. there. I think Eric's gonna slap me. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say,
0: like, we're gonna have to be in the same room so I can slap you. And
3: yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna joke that Rudy's sides and he's gonna <laughs> slap me. He's gonna be like, keep Rudy's name out of my mouth. mouth. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna one up the Oscars. Look for that episode in, in January. Uh, it's called the Second Annual Shibbies, brought to you by the Shib Army. Just so wonderful. They were one of our original one of our original sponsors and. The fact that they came back for the the college football award show is just it's it's my most favorite. Uh, the awards are the funniest. It, it's it's the episode where I think we get to cut loose the most, have the most fun. It, look for that one soon. So definitely come check me out uh, and check us out. And uh, I love being on File Entertainment. And it, again, if you have not heard me uh, on File Entertainment, And you're looking for this version but even more long-winded go back to the g episode (laughs) grateful dead in garbage i was just i I gotta tell you this and i know i know i'm monologuing here eric but uh okay okay thank you i I, I was just looking for that validation so uh, (laughs) one of the things i did was recently was I, i instead of working on my own stuff on monday i decided to completely procrastinate i was like wouldn't it be cool if there was a playlist had every single f- song that's been featured on file entertainment in the order that it was presented yeah, from top wow. to bottom so i start putting this playlist together um I- i'm gonna get to i tomorrow well maybe i supposed to be working on my other show but maybe i'll be doing this tomorrow instead <laughs> procrastinating but uh so i got to, to to i i just finished up i and so i figured yesterday i'm like uh i had to go into the office side to work i had an hour drive home uh so i was i had a lot of time to listen to stuff and like hey you know what i I don't really want to listen to anyone talking uh but i'm gonna listen to a playlist i'm like i want i'm gonna listen to the file under entertainment playlist that i created from a to i and just see what i get see if i if i dig it see if i like it see if there's any like recurring themes i i can't even i'm not even gonna plug it because it's terrible we've created a monster (laughs) what do you mean i i i think the the, the first ones were uh, uh the first one was casey jones which is grateful that's i'm like okay cool we're, we're already getting off to a great start the second <laughs> was an icp song the one with oh, the no. skid in it
4: <laughs> where, okay
3: encourage someone to kill himself which i remember that caused a controversy on that on that episode of file entertainment oh, and yeah. then and then the, the 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 third song was uh uh, your your brother's pick, uh, the the uh, solid gold oldies. Uh, uh, it sounds like a Beach Boy song. Okay. I can't even. Yeah, I was just like, I'm like, this is all over the map. The show has covered so many genres, so many different types of music. Other other than Eric's gone with the female singer songwriter a lot yeah oh
0: yeah that, well that's my thing that's my jam <laughs> that's, that's yeah what i do <laughs> that that
3: river runs through it on one side but but since you switched over to guest host like it's kind of all over the map and i'm like all right i'm gonna flip i'm just gonna keep flipping 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 boingo boingo and then uh pinata protest and then Iggy pop and it's just like it, it, the amount of ground that's been covered on this show in season two just so far and we're not, and you're not even done it's just been yeah. amazing i love being on the show well thank you so much it's I love having you. I love having a
0: chance to record with you any opportunity to do it. And luckily we do it every single week. So, (laughs) I mean, it's always a blast to have you on file under because we get to talk about music, which is another thing that we're obviously passionate about aside from sports. It's, it's so great. And thank you again, so much for taking the time to do that. That is an incredible (laughs) <laughs> project and an incredible amount of time that you're, you're taking to do that and it's just out of the kindness of your heart it's awesome I, I looked at the the link to the playlist how you've got it set up so far and it's just yeah you're right it's just been a lot of different uh genres of music and lots of different stuff to to mine I mean it's not I I wouldn't necessarily listen to all the icp stuff again but i mean certainly there's fans of that out there and people like guile and he's another great guest too so i mean like uh people certainly (laughs) came to that that episode to listen to his offerings so i mean this that um yeah we're definitely gonna link to that when it's completely done because i think that's something that like wow if you don't want to listen to a bunch of you know assholes talk about the music you just (laughs) want to hear the music itself what better place to do that and just you know form your own opinions about the songs (laughs)
3: I, I got to tell you the one the one thing that's not represented in all these genres, and, and, and I'm going to be the one to, to call it out here is the the hetero white male country singer has not been honored on, on during the whole season two, and so I'm I'm just I'm lobbying right now for a remix of W so we can so we can bring Morgan Wall into the party. I'm just you don't have to answer me. I just want you to <laughs> put it in your mind, let it roll around because see that I, would be I, M. I, Oh, but Wallen, Morgan yeah. Wallen, yeah. Well, then let's remix M. Then <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying the the heterosexual white male country star, vastly underrepresented.
0: Vastly
3: <laughs> underrepresented in file entertainment. I, I, I look, look, they, they do have some. They do have some special interest groups. Unfortunately, they're also hate groups, so you can't reach out Go to them because then you'll be put on a government list. But <laughs> I'm just saying, we we could save the straight heteros- uh, the heterosexual white male country <laughs> singer. We could save him, Eric.
0: Now, Mark, you had the opportunity. You said for a long time that you were going to... Who was it? Was it Riley? Is it Green? Oh, yeah. Real I was going to do
3: R. Yeah, instead of doing Real Big Fish, I was going to do Riley Green, which yeah. is like so one of my favorites.
0: You had an opportunity to bring that to the table, and you're like, no, I think Real Big Fish is going to be a better pair with
3: rachel yamagata so that's even even i discounted the the heterosexual white male country superstar <laughs> it's it's unfortunate the hate has got to stop really i mean we need to work on an outreach like uh country male country heterosexual stars lives matter like something like that something oh my that's God. punchy that we can put on a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> it's something that's fun to get you punched i think yeah <laughs> no kidding <huh?
0: laughs> so what's the song that you've uh, brought to us today
3: I was I was very torn because um I I I personally I I love a a, a the Mariah Carey song I, I I don't know if that'll be on the you, you, everyone else's list but like that one's ubiquitous like everyone knows it but it's still a great song it's still instantly you think of Christmas like you think of everything Christmas related um I love different versions of White Christmas from different uh, female pop stars. I like Kelly Clarkson's version. I like Katy Perry's version. I really like Katy Perry's version. I think it's really, really nice. Uh, She does another one that was almost my pick called Cozy Little Christmas, which was my my knee-jerk reaction because I was like, I like that one. It's kind of underrepresented. It's Katy Perry, and it sounds like old Katy Perry, so it's pretty good. And I was like, I'm so sold on this. But the more and more I was like, I was like, I've kind of like between sublime grateful dead oingo boingo and all my offerings this year like have i've, I've had this rebel streak and for me to like <laughs> curveball it with a katy perry song that's just so lightweight and kind of fluffy would kind of undermine it so i was like i have to stay on brand and i know this all sounds very very edgelord but i have to stay, stay on <laughs> brand and i got to bring something that is the same irreverence as everything else i brought so i went with blink 182 which i love blink 182 and their christmas song i won't be home for christmas which is hilarious fun little romp this is like when when country or country music punk rock music has a a history of these like christmas kind of mashed up songs and this is probably like the holy grail of of punk rock christmas songs
0: okay do you have any uh like lead in do you have any information about the song like or I mean, because you kind of gave us the, the genesis of how you arrived at the song. But I mean, anything about the, like the song
3: itself? like Yeah, I mean, this is this is obviously a parody of the Christmas song, I'll Be Home for Christmas. It, it was originally like part of a, a a radio giveaway. And it was so it was just like a, a, a short song created for one radio station. It kind of got out in, in, for a K-Rock station. It kind of got loose and then it started kind of spreading around. And then it got included on a a compilation, which this is where I found it, uh called a Santa Claus. It's a punk rock Christmas, which is basically a Christmas theme compilation album by Immortal Records. Immortal records is like one of these punk labels that would get like 30 bands to put a a, mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff together. Like uh I'm not sure they're the same ones like they would do short music for short people. Like they, they were one of these record companies that would just like do 60 artists and they all songs would be under two minutes and you'd be able to find like the Ataris and Rancid and then you'd be able to find like uh pharmaceutical bandits, like you'd find all these cool bands, you're like, Oh my gosh, I never even heard of these. And they'd be on these weird compilations, which would be either covers or they would be Christmas songs. And it was kind of like if you're a punk fan, then you still want to? You still want to be in the Christmas spirit? You want to put up some tinsel? You want to <laughs> have a peppermint root beer float? You, know. yeah. you, you want to? You want to get fired up? And you, you still want to celebrate the Christmas season? And what, what? a better way than doing it than not having to take off your leather jacket with the spikes? That's why <laughs> I decided to go with punk rock for for the Christmas theme uh, song. Nice.
0: All right. I guess uh, without further ado, then let's give a listen to "I Won't Be Home for Christmas" by Blink One yeah! Eighty Two.
4: I must snapped because I grabbed a baseball bat and made them all run for shelter. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the people you can't stand. All year, I'm growing tired of all this Christmas cheer. You people scare me. Christmas came a night early cause a guy named Bubba unwrapped my package It's Christmas time, again It's time to be nice to the people you can't stand All year, I'm growing tired of all
3: To think, Eric, to think that in, in the Christmas of 2000, uh, 2001, uh, as we turned in 2002, at one point, this was the number one song in Canada. Wow. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it oh, never, yeah. never charted in the United States. It's one of the few things. Love that song. But it's one of the few things. Dare I say it. And I hate to say it. I hate to say it. (laughs) That Canada got right and America got wrong. It hurts. It hurts my heart to say that. But it's true. It's true. Oh, wow.
0: That was when? 2001,
3: you said? Yep, 2001. uh, it, It was sometime between... Uh, the fourth quarter of 2001 so like the last three months so what, like october uh-huh. november december and then within the first three months or no within the first month of january so at some point in that four months it charted all over the place in canada but at <laughs> one point in that time frame it reached number one in canada wow that's uh, that's certainly
0: something <laughs> no it is a really good song and it's not your um and it has uh the typical Blink One Eighty Two song, uh, sound, but definitely not a uh, prototypical Ghost. Stop chiming in, please. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you, you know, I, I I didn't know what the competition. I know there's not, a, there's no winner here. There's no grand winner. This isn't a competition show. But I kind, you wonder what the other songs are, and and I'm I'm, I'm looking at the list here now on your screen uh, as we record here. And now I I was so confident going into this. I was like, no one's going to pick a better song. Then I won't be home for Christmas. It's funny, fun, irreverent, but I see one on the list that scares me to my core.
0: Okay, well, don't say what it is because I don't want to reveal I too much.
3: I, but, I won't, yeah. but there, there's one that gives me a dramatic pause, and <laughs> I go, I go, I I, I brought the goods. I, I ditched cozy a little Christmas and the beautiful wonderment of, of Katy Perry uh, to to, <laughs> to go with to go with a cool song. And have I done it all for not? Have I forsaken the beautiful and wonderful Katy Perry all for not? <laughs> I am afraid I have, Eric.
0: Uh-oh. Well, no, I think your choice was a very good one. Uh, I think it, it is very much on brand with especially what you said, your, your reasoning for um, the the selections and everything. Uh, I think it's uh, the perfect fit for this one. It's also we want a little bit of a diversity. We got kind of everything going on. We've got a... Uh, Jared's, which everybody already heard was always like the the instrumental but it it definitely was like a a Jared kind of sound (laughs) you can imagine that, uh, that would be definitely the the Christmas song that Jared would pick this would be the one that that Mark would pick and uh, yeah, I think anyone that knows Dylan, hopefully um, his will be represented and yeah, we've we've got uh, some other fun stuff as well, but uh, let's get into Santa Claus is Coming to Town I'm going to spare the people listening to it again, but we're going to listen to it. And then with the magic of editing, we're just going to pick up with Mark and I discussing it after it plays. But I want Mark to hear it in all of its glory. So here we go. This is Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce Springsteen. Well, actually, I should ask you, do you have any thoughts about this song before we start it?
3: You know, I'm I'm trying to think. I, I'm not really a, a Bruce Springsteen fan. I, I like, I like uh, Dance in the Dark. I like mm-hmm. um, I like everybody doing that song I actually really really like that song I love the video Courtney Cox looks great in it um, mm-hmm. I, I love I love the album Nebraska I feel like Nebraska is the most un kind of Bruce Springsteen kind of album of all his mm-hmm. work um, I, I, I like born in the USA is kind of lost on me his other stuff is kind of lost on me um, I recently saw a great movie about this uh this kid in uh, England who an Indian immigrant kid who like herbs Son of immigrants who, who like falls in love with Bruce Springsteen and his music, even though he lives in the UK, and it's kind of like this romantic coming of age tale. How this kid finds himself his own creative voice, but through all these, like he hears a Bruce Springsteen album and it blows his mind. Like it changes <laughs> his entire way of thinking and how i've used the world. And which I, I'm such a music fan. I I love that idea and I, I love that storyline, and I can relate to that. So I, I'm not a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, but. i I gotta say there's more stuff of his that i don't like and i think a lot of it might be the the bob dylan thing like i like bob dylan but it's his voice is to be acquired for sure yeah it's not one of those ones where you're like oh yeah this person has a good voice or this person has a really good voice it's like you're gonna have to get used to this this is bitters (laughs) on a morning where you don't want to have bitters in your mouth it's it's, (laughs) that's how i feel about bruce binks it's just yeah, an acquired taste, taste for sure. I, very much an acquired taste. I, I can definitely
0: uh, appreciate that. I grew up with uh, Springsteen; it was one of my dad's favorites, you know, along with Bob Dylan. So, um, yeah, I, I think he he must have had just the weird acquired taste thing. It was <laughs> like a uh, required listening um, in our <laughs> household. So let's give a listen to Springsteen's "Santa Claus Is Coming to Town." So one thing I I hadn't anticipated is me having to sit through and listen to this song (laughs) multiple times Uh, with all the guests. So I'm not subjecting uh, the listeners to it, but I myself (laughs) am subjected to listening to it. So (laughs) I think this is going to be a nice uh, experiment in my ongoing madness (laughs) is the more segments I have to go through listening to the song before it completely breaks me because last night listening to it with Jared, I was like, yeah, it's, you know, it's a good song (laughs) listening to it again. I was like, yeah, I can, you know, it's fine. Like I'm sure like the next time I have to listen to it, I'll be like, Oh my God, I hate this. Yeah. You're gonna be like, I'm done. (laughs) I'm
3: done with this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just like, you guys have heard it before, you guys, you can fill in the gaps, you know. <laughs> so, what do you think about it, having heard it,
3: now? it? This is such a tough one because Santa Claus is coming to town. I I I, I was when I'm, I was listening to this version, I'm, I'm I'm racking my brain here. Like I'm like, there's probably there's one there's one definitive version of this song, right? It, it's 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 the Mariah Carey version from 1994 from her from the Christmas album. I mean, she does a version of Santa Claus is coming to town, which is like. It's like Muhammad Ali. It's so far ahead of its time. It's so advanced. It's 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 got a different stanza. It's it's just it's everything that makes that song great, right? And then there's there's the crystals from the '60s. Uh, the doo Wop band kind of takes that song and makes it a doo Wop song. I I think is the other head and shoulders one that stands out there. And then I I would even argue that some people maybe jackson five would, would be the, the favorite version of this song I, I, I in a world where you can have um let me i'm trying to be diplomatic here erica but uh, in a world <laughs> where you could have anything you wanted to eat <laughs> Why would you <laughs> and you and you said you know what i want macaroni and cheese now i want craft macaroni and cheese hey look people all over the world they all have made the same decision but if you could choose anything and you were like i would like some crack macaroni and cheese it's it's (laughs) it's not even down in the top five i mean it's it's an all right song for what it is but when i think of that song i'm thinking like there's five other versions that are better
0: yeah and it's not even that great of a song honestly it's just (laughs) i think it's i I'm liking the delivery less and less the more I'm listening to it, obviously. Uh, And and by the time, I'm telling you, by the time this thing is over, I'm going to be like, why the fuck did I pick that song? I hate it. I hate uh,
3: hate Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) I hate that damn song. uh,
0: But I I was telling Jared, so I'll fill you in on the secret as well. Um, You know how big of a Tales from the Crypt guy I am. Well, the the Crypt Keeper has a Christmas album (laughs) if you can believe that. <laughs> and so I really wanted to, to pick one of those songs, but it's not on Spotify. So I was like, oh. I, uh, I'm not going to try to make people go. I mean, because I'm sure you could find it on YouTube. But I mean, how would that fit for the podcast? Like, I couldn't figure out how to incorporate any of that kind of stuff. So I'm like, well, I got to pick something that's on Spotify. And that's what led me down that rabbit hole. Of, well, let me look at you know, what's the top? I mean, and everybody's got a list. Like, here's the playlist of the 35 songs. Mm. Here's here's 50 songs. Here's the 77 songs, you know, the, uh, that you have to have on your Christmas playlist. And I kept seeing a lot of the same stuff. And naturally this was on there. And I'm like, well, you know, I like your, a lot of Bruce Springsteen stuff because it's more like a nostalgia thing because, you know, remembering like fond memories from, from mm. childhood. And, you know, that's one thing that... It, that my dad and I you know agreed on quite a bit was uh music taste not much other stuff but I mean music (laughs) is like a lot of uh my uh, musical stuff is kind of has his uh fingerprints on it so um this was kind of like a nostalgic pick for me
3: um it's it's a unique version I mean for the one thing you can say like all the other ones are powerhouses like it, it, it's, it's distinctly unique in that there's no other version that sounds just like it. You could argue that uh, the Crystals and the Jackson 5, they have the same kind of 60 sound going on. You can say argue that uh, Mariah Carey and other versions of this one's done by hop stars have that same kind of sultry, like, pop mm-hmm. sound. Like, there's... No one's going to copy this because it's so unique to Bruce
5: Springsteen.
0: Yeah, so, like, Jared's argument was... Um... And I feel like this is going to be an annoying episode to listen to for everybody else. Like, (laughs) yes, we know. We literally just heard that. But I feel like I have to kind of recap for the people, you know, so like you can add your comments to what Jared said. Like he was like, I like live albums, but this feels like when you listen to just one song, it kind of feels like it was like a time and place kind of thing. Like you very much have to be there to appreciate it. It feels like we kind of just like walked into something and you were like, you have no comprehension of what's going on. Me, I kind of like that he's kind of like riffing with Clarence and, you know, kind of, you know, jabbing him about like, oh, you've been practicing, you're going <laughs> to get a new saxophone, whatever. Jared just he was like, yeah, like, where did that come from and why? So, I mean, I, I appreciate that. I can understand that. But, I mean, I, that's one of the reasons that I kind of liked it also was just because it was a little bit different. It wasn't because there's only so many Christmas songs in existence. Right. I mean, and like everybody, this song, I was reading the notes, it's been recorded by over 200 different artists. So like 200 people have put their own interpretation and their spin on it, but none, you know, kind of with that, you know, rock flair, like uh bruce springsteen i think so
3: yeah i mean I, i'm looking at the I googled the list it's it's it, they have it ranked five of the 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 greatest what is this greatest 30 versions of the song and now <laughs> that i'm looking through the list of other versions i mean it, it is very unique like the michael buble ones probably sounds like more modern pop michael bolton the same kind of thing just a little earlier sound i mean lone star you know that's the country tinge to it i mean at least this one is is uniquely unique for for lack of a, a better adjective it's just like in any in to jared's point it, it's it is a, it's to its time and place like this has got like a 80s hangout vibe not 80s go go yuppie vibe but like an mm. 80s like a uh, working class kind of cool like this is a party and we're just bullshitting and for sure I, I love that part of it but man and like I said, I, I like some of the song, but his delivery sometimes leaves me a little <laughs> leaves me a little cold or leaves me a little like, okay, here we go. Like yeah. you're gonna this is where you springsteen it up. Like there's <laughs> there's Bob Dylan songs where you're like, okay, well, this is where he really Dylans it up is, <laughs> where he does his best, Woody Guthrie. Like he's really yeah, gotta totally. rah, rah, yeah, get into it.
0: It, it. One of the uh things was uh there was an article that was questioning whether he was constipated with, like in during his delivery of, of the song. So <laughs> uh I mean I could see it. And like I say, the the more uh more listen to it, I think the more I'm gonna be coming around to everybody's uh, yeah, I would just really I would appreciate
3: it. I would play it for the other party then I would just walk out of the room I mean, just like <laughs> and then come back. So because I mean this is a long one. I mean this is like the uh yeah, you had an episode uh, – uh, what was the uh, the Crimson Kings? Uh, was that the – was that Oh, the... King
0: Crimson, yeah. King Crimson. Like the,
3: oh, my gosh. The, the songs were like – full
0: instrumentals that were seven minutes long. Plus. Yeah, because this is a four-minute
3: <laughs> – what is this, four-minute 26 seconds? I mean, yeah. this is a yeah, you, you, you've <laughs> kind of jam-banned yourself here. Like.
0: <laughs> yeah, for a Christmas song. It's just like, yeah, that's a pretty good point. Like, I, I should just – be like, I'm gonna hit play and then just slink away.
3: I'll be back in four minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back in four minutes, and you, and then you, save my three sanity. minutes. Yeah, at three minutes, you'd be like, all right, it's time to start working my way back, and then you, and then you won't have to listen to the the, the chatty banter. Is like fun the first time around. You're like if I had to listen to that song again right now, I'd be like, I'd be like, all right, fuck these guys. Like, it's not charming <laughs> at all. <laughs> I hope he only gets coal. <laughs> None yeah, of I hope he gets <laughs> saxophone guy i hope he's out of work i know he's out of work i feel good about that
0: <laughs> oh poor clarence is actually dead this is the second oh, time wait. we have to do uh, a rest in peace for poor clarence uh, Jared is made there... some comment about clarence too so, oh really Uh yeah. okay uh, well we
3: should we should really preface this conversation with like people like by the way before you start picking on clarence like uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's he's dead, dead. he's dead <laughs> you ever notice like uh anytime I hear a saxophone in any kind of popular music, even in Christmas pop music, it, it, it's like, so eighties, it almost stinks up the song. Like yeah. a, a saxophone is like, it's like poisoning the well, like, you know, you can't put just <laughs> one <drum.
0: laughs> well. Oh, I don't think it's that bad. I, I think it's got, uh, <laughs> it's got some flavor, but yeah, I definitely understand. It's, it's very much an instrument that is, it's, of uh, you know, uh, of its time and place, for sure. So
3: it, it reminds me of that Katy Perry, you know, last for that song, Last Friday Night. You know, where it, it's got a it's got a tongue in cheek Michael Bolton appearance with like an over the top saxophone solo. Yeah. And every time I hear that song, I'm like, that saxophone is like nails on a chalkboard to me. It's like <laughs> I know they're doing it. It's very meta, and it's it's a parody mm-hmm. of, of the genre because that's what the song is. But it's just so. It, it, it infuriates me. Like if, if if someone played saxophone long enough in 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 front of me, like I love this country, but I I would maybe start thinking about ISIS. I mean, if they don't <laughs> play the song, <laughs> I. <laughs> I cannot stand that that saxophone sound. Nothing so will weird.
0: radicalize someone more than the saxophone.
3: <laughs> I mean, like, just, I'm done. I'm do- okay. I like, who are we bombing? Come on, let's just <laughs> let's let's do it. I like, I, I don't even care. Yeah, it's 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 just <laughs> so yeah. It's 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 poisoning the well is what it is. It's poisoning the well.
0: I I knew we'd get there somehow <laughs> on our Christmas episode, Mark. I knew we would. Get- we get to ruby red somehow. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit you said that you had some uh some interesting stuff to bring to the table it's like some segments or something that you wanted to discuss
3: yeah i, I the one thing i wanted to ask the one thing i was like when we talk about christmas like whenever i get a chance to talk to a friend about christmas i always wonder and i think it's very telling about what person what a person has as their favorite gift they ever received their favorite christmas gift ever it'll tell you like I, I, I think it'll a real little something about the person that kind of understand something, maybe their, their wants or desires, or how much of a nerd they are or, or where they're at. <laughs> so I, I wanted to propose this question to you and then I will answer the question too, but what is the best Christmas present you've ever got?
0: Yeah, it's definitely uh, a nerdy thing. And it uh, started my obsession, my lifelong obsession with video games. I think it was eight years old when the uh, like NES came out and I got a, a Nintendo um, I, my parents used to have a very stupid place that they would hide the gifts. They would just hide it like in the, on the, the top shelf of their closet in their bedroom. And then, you know, I was like a latchkey kid, you know, coming home from, from school and I would be home for like half an hour or an hour before you know either of them would get home and so i just had free reign of the house to do you know, snoop all <laughs> over the place and they didn't think to wrap it they just put the you know unwrapped uh nintendo box up and and they got it for me i think like my birthday is in, in october and i think they maybe even got it for my birthday but then they're like no this is kind of too big of a gift to give for a birthday we're gonna wait till christmas and so Ooh. it was in there from like or like late october until Christmas. And I, my parent, like my, I re- distinctly remember my uncle coming over one time, and they they send me to bed, and then I hear them crack open an, my Nintendo, and, oh. and start playing it, and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, they they, they sent it on a, a little trial run, and we're having a lot of uh, guffaws playing my, uh, <laughs> my Nintendo. But that was that was still probably uh, the greatest Christmas uh, ever. That that was that was pretty great.
3: What about you? Uh you know, I uh, I had an NES. Well, originally, originally I used to have a a Tandy, and then I had a um, Commodore sixty four, and then I ended up trading for a, a an Atari. I think it was a seventy six hundred. You no, know, maybe I even had the fifty six hundred. But I. I for for a while there there was a weird time in my family where like we stopped at the nes and i never i was very late to jump to the super nintendo and i really desperately wanted to jump to the super nintendo because they had one game that that i coveted i i I saw it in a brochure this is how old i am i saw this video game in a brochure at like a kmart and i was like (laughs) This is the coolest game of all time. I cannot believe this game exists. I, I, I must have bugged my mom and dad about this forever to, to get a Super Nintendo and to get this game. And on that Christmas, the tradition in my family would be we'd open them all on Christmas night, uh, Christmas Eve. So like mm. 10 o'clock, 1030, like as we get close to 11, you can open all your gifts and then you can have some fun time. And then you wake up early in the morning. No parents have to be awoken. And you can just go play with all your stuff.
0: Yep. Yeah.
3: It was the greatest thing ever. So that night, I, I forget the year. I, I wish I, I. It must have been ninety-two or ninety-three. Had, no, had to have been ninety-two, maybe ninety-one. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Somewhere in there. But get the gift. It's a Super Nintendo. It's the game I've coveted most since I saw it in a brochure. A game nice. that I was sure would change in my life because everything it sounded so cool. It was, of course, and this is the shocking part. It was sim city for super nintendo (laughs) it was my it was and i played it all night into the next day i think i i went on a 24-hour tear uh, of playing sim city and i was in love (laughs) when i think of video gaming to this day when uh when people i'm not a first person shooter guy but when people are like oh yeah this is the greatest game ever i'm like "I, i I know it would be an old man thing, but I'd be like, "I'll tell you the real greatest game ever." <laughs> you don't know nothing. Sim City. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd be just release my inner Jim Harbaugh and be really weird. <laughs> like, "What? What is he talking about? The Sims? Like we we know the Sims, old man. No,
2: I'm talking about Sim City. <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's a very big difference. <laughs> yeah, before all that nonsense, that newfangled Sims <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it was it was. Uh, was the ultimate gift. I I was so over the moon by it. And I I, like I said, I took a little while to go from NES to to Super Nintendo. And I I remember there were other games that I had bought, but I remember like at one point like I had SimCity and like three other games. And I I, the other three games I I think I got lost somewhere in a shuffle and I never even noticed. I yeah there there was a period where I only played (laughs) SimCity.
0: That's hilarious. no that's that's great i love how both of ours were like uh nintendo systems you know from our (laughs) from our childhood and we used to do the same thing well the intent i think was always um that we were going to open a singular gift Ah. on christmas eve and then you know the rest of our stuff christmas morning and then it quickly kind of transitions into well yeah like kind of like what you were saying well if we just if we open all the stuff on christmas eve then we can just play with it on christmas (laughs) day and that'd be fine and then i i I think it it happened one year where it was just like it was like the 17th or something where it's wow wow we've got all the christmas gifts and like you know uh I think my, my dad was on vacation from work or whatever. And I think like I was on, you know, Christmas break already from school. We were just like, fuck it. Let's just open them all now so that we could have that much more time to enjoy this stuff. <laughs> and so then, that kind of came like a running theme. just like, ah, uh,
3: when's too early to open the presents? So. Jeez, 17th. <laughs> That's like, oh my God. That's Well, I mean. I love, I love the energy from, from the dad. They're like, well, we got Christmas decorations up. We have time right now. <laughs> like, yeah. like these are all logical reasons to move up the gift money. <laughs> like none of these are crazy other than the fact that the entire thing is a little nuts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: I just, I, I definitely miss too. Just holidays being a kid. Like I'm still super close with my cousins and I'm, I'm incredibly thankful for that, but it's just like, there was something special about holidays as a kid, just like the family time of getting together because, you know, like even though we live in the same state and not that awful far from each other, we still, you know, like maybe a couple times a month or, you know, like quarterly that you would see them. So like holidays were like a big thing where it was just mm. like, you know, we would, you know, turn them into like a sleepover, essentially. It's just like, Oh, what toys did you get? And, let's, play, <laughs> let's play with your toys. Let's play with my toys. And and yes, that was always cool. I used to just love those holidays and being able to hang out with my cousin. Yes, blue. <laughs> <laughs> He's- banging on the wall with her tails so.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know that yeah that was that's always i always wonder about that i was like i think that reveals a lot like you'll be know, like oh yeah you can could, you could tell somebody if someone's like really really like oh yeah i got a, a weight set or i got like a basketball or like you can tell like you can tell the like the nerds are like oh yeah i remember the video game i got because you spend so much time yeah. with a game or with a game system you're like you're almost especially in that age where you're like linked to it i i must have watched so much nba basketball all the time i was a huge nba fan around the same time like a ridiculous nba fan and then and then i would be playing SimCity, and i think i was obsessed with uh reading uh i don't know why like uh sports illustrated and popular no uh, uh popular science and okay. I, like had all had so many popular sciences i would read them and then at some point like i don't know when like i was like no i i don't want anything to do a science <laughs> i don't know when i got changed but yeah but yeah i remember that being just a huge huge part of uh uh, uh my life in that that time frame was was super nintendo and i look back on some of those games i'm like man these these are like there used to be this great I it was called games of our lives or four Play or something like that for mm. games of our past and we're talking about these you know the 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 newer classics like we're that old now where there's like the classic classic like there's yeah. centipede and pitfall like classic but then there's you could go even classier than that you could go to zork like you could give you, know, you the hell mummies the mike leeches you got the whole layers right and <laughs> uh but they're like the modern classic so like uh rc pro-am or you know mm-hmm. even stuff that might be on super nintendo like it's, it's something that's a little bit more not so old school that it's just like oh this is kind of blocky like i don't think Dig Dug makes anybody get, you know, all worked (laughs) up or gets excited. But but at the time it was like the coolest thing ever.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, that's another thing that I could add as a trope, you know, like I'm always talking (laughs) about, Life before cell phones and everything. Like <laughs> I could very easily talk about uh video games and like o- old school eight bit video games that we thought were just graphically like, I can't believe this is in our home
3: and we get to play this on a television in our own home. This is incredible. Yeah, I played so- this. T- I played this twelve times. You know, this would have cost in the arcade. It's uh, like it was unbelievable. Yeah, because he'd just be like, I remember when. I used to go to the arcade to play the uh, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because it, it wasn't on a home console. And it was like, it was the coolest arcade game in history. Like there'd always be a crowd around it, hot action, people going at it because it was a four-player cooperative game. Yeah. I mean, it was like... It was on, I mean, from morning till night, if you wanted to work your way in there, you couldn't play favorites. You couldn't be like, oh, I only want to play, I only want to be Raphael. Like, you you get get it when you get (laughs) it. Donatello comes open and you wanted to be Raphael. It's too bad. You're going to be (laughs) Donatello. Someone else is going to jump in that spot. Like, I remember when when it came on the the home console, I remember just being so blown away. I'm like, we used to have to pay for this. And here it is. I can play it all I want forever. And I will play it forever. Unfortunately, I have not kept up my end of the parking in like mm, 20 some odd,
0: 30 some odd years. <laughs> it's still fun. You know, my uh my cousin Wes has that uh game and like he's got a an emulator thing that has like literally every game kind of ever made. And so that's it's still a hell of a lot of fun to play. My jam was uh Tecmo Super Bowl. Oh, like that's a great the one. one! It had a literal battery in the cartridge to like save your stats and everything, because they they had like Tecmo Bowl, which is like the the Bo Jackson thing that was like made famous, but Tecmo Super Bowl was the one where they had all the teams, and they had like the official NFLPA license, and so you know I was big Oilers guy. At the time and so that was like warren moon and ernest gibbons and haywood <laughs> jeffries and everything like that and so i would play through that season you know trying to to have warren moon throw for like 70 touchdowns or something you know it's uh
3: what a what a fun game oh yeah christmas <laughs> and video games i think I, I wonder if the younger generation still holds it true. Sure. i kind of feel like it, you, you get a lot of stuff that comes out earlier than christmas but you still feel like consoles Still go out to kids around Christmas time. Oh yeah, uh, uh, this is like this is when it kind of makes sense, like because it's such a good gift or it's such a gift wanted by by kids that like this is this is probably the time right after December, early part of January, where if you were never a gamer or you were like a casual gamer and you get your first system, you know you've only played at a friend's house. Now you're fully. Now you're fully <laughs> radicalized. Now you're fully in the club. Now you're gonna be in. Now you're gonna have your parents bitching about it, how much time you're spending. Like it, this, you were going to live that life. You about that life. That's what we used to say in the cut. If <laughs> when you get involved in something, like the moment you do something and you get involved in something you shouldn't be or something that's not going to be completely positive on your life, like you in the life now, you in the life <laughs> by doing one thing and that's it. Getting the console on Christmas. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my God. I just lament being so. Oh, I mean, because I kind of feel like we were in like a really good time for gaming. I feel like we got to experience a lot of, you know, like the best of what gaming has to offer. But I mean, just the stuff that comes out and all the the graphical uh, improvements and just gameplay and processor speeds and everything. (laughs) Like I I lament (laughs) being so old because I'm just like, I still love gaming now, but I mean, like, hopefully I'm still going to be able to do it in, you know, oh, 10,
3: 15 years or whatever. You, know? you, you think of the the wider net of, like, technology. Like, I, I, like we are in the unique age where, like, you were here right before the Internet, and we've seen it grow up, like, since it kind of came to be, and it came in the mm-hmm. mainstream. So, like, I literally remember how it really used to used to be. I remember back in the BBS days before, you know, graphical interfaces on the Internet. You just literally BBS message boards. Text, yeah. Yeah, and t- for that to turn into today, and to see what what's coming in the future with like this Chat CPT, which I was kind of messing with last night, it's like it's so amazing how far we've come in just a short amount of time. You're almost like you're like I can't. I wish I was around. I was going to be around here longer because there's so much mm-hmm. other cool stuff that's probably on the horizon. Then I'm going to be I was going to be on the cusp to see all the I was on. I got to see all the cool stuff at the beginning, but I'm not going to be there to see all the really, really, really mind-blowing stuff i can't even envision
0: yeah Uh, yeah i can't even comprehend (laughs) i know we're going to get off on so many tangents yeah i know but let's talk (laughs) to this guy brought up at work today he's like i had this weird shower thought this morning about like you know how we discovered dinosaur bones like what's going to be the next civilization that digs up all our shit or what if you know (laughs) like what if humanity uh kind of we eliminate ourselves and then, then there's like a, like this all the stuff that's in the labs like radioactively mutates the animals and they develop <laughs> higher consciousness and they start doing stuff and then it's like we're gonna be like the dinosaurs to them and I'm like, were you tripping balls when you were taking a shower this morning like this early in the
3: morning? <laughs> did he talk? Did you? Did this guy also mentions? Sauna and, and cold plunges. Do you work with Joe Rogan? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, decidedly no. <laughs> okay, I'm just like this. All this all tracks. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, there there's that guy on uh, um, Netflix that talks about this. That maybe there were humans that existed before us. I mean, not just Atlantis, but there might be because that's pretty weird. But uh, there might be verifiable civilizations that humans that lived and died on this earth that have been buried by time and lost to time. And it, the same might happen to us. And then other humans will survive that. And then they'll mm. think that we were all just a myth. Like there's a guy, I think he's a little bit of artist. He's probably a snake oil salesman, but he <laughs> makes a lot of good points. And I'm just saying in, in, in the new tradition of American life, we should make him a leader or somebody really important. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jesus. Because if anything, we've definitely not learned lessons. That's for sure. That's that's one thing as humanity. That's what we're great for is never learning our
3: lessons. He's crazy. He's funny. Give us a good quote. Why not be senator? I mean, why not? It's not like they do anything important, right? I mean, let's (laughs) screw it. Let's, I mean, maybe he'd like to run a corporation or maybe he'd like to own a tank. Let's let's go with it. Let's get crazy.
0: (laughs) 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 Mark, thank you so much for being a part of this segment. Man, tell everybody again where they can find you where they can find us for more can, of
3: this fun talk we're on every major platform where podcasts where better podcasts are released you can also find all the information at evilmark.com. Uh go there check it out you can find exactly the platform you want to listen to check out our college football show on thursday check out our nfl show on friday if you're hearing this late in the christmas season or you're coming back to check this out or if you're thinking of the future, stay tuned for the shippies. The second annual shippies will be coming in January. We're one week after the college football national championship, it's going to be off the hook, a whole award show in podcast form, uh, putting our best foot forward. We'd love to have you come check us out. Give us a week, come check out an episode. If you don't like an episode, check out two episodes. And if you don't <laughs> like those two episodes, give it another week, try two more episodes. And then if you still don't like it, when you listen to six episodes now and you're still like, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I like, I don't like you more. Then just keep listening because it's keep already listening. in. Your feed. Yeah. Hey, you're, it's already in your feed. You've already subscribed. You're already here. <laughs> We're growing on you like a fungus <laughs> or cancer or like a really aggressive cancer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Merry Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Namaste. Like I said, dignified Ramadan, Happy Hanukkah. Anybody who believes in anything uh as we go into 2023, I, I just think about uh, everything that that I've been blessed with and, and like all the cool things that I get to do and be on your show and do my own show. And, and I just wish everybody, everybody the best, not only this Christmas season, but as we go into the new year and 2023, like it's so crazy for me to know that we're going into this, but yeah, you know what? Like things don't look good right now, but like I'm an internal optimist. I, I, I think 23 is going to be Better than 21, a million times better than 20. And and I I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun.
0: Yeah, here's hoping from your lips. So, (laughs) yes, uh, thank you so much, Mark. Uh, Again, it's always an honor and a privilege to be able to uh, record with you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And we've got a lot more fun segments coming up (laughs) with other people. And here their take on my ongoing madness (laughs) as we continue to listen to Bruce Springsteen Santa Claus is coming to town. We're going to be back with a magic of everything with another segment. Here we go. (laughs) We are back with the latest segment in our Christmas special. We have with us Jake and David. Welcome in guys.
6: Hi, thanks for having us. I'm really glad that one of us took the initiative here. Uh, Man, talk about those last songs. Those were great, weren't they, Jake?
7: Yeah, I love Bruce Springsteen and (laughs) (laughs) Blink-182.
6: I don't think that was the last segment.
0: It was, actually. It's very good, Jake.
8: Very on top of things.
0: (laughs) So... As we've discussed, there's going to be some sociopath that sees a Christmas special and is like, this is the episode that I'm going to start with. So tell everybody where they can find you guys. What is your what's your deal? What's where can they get more of Jake and David? Uh, While well, we have a
7: Malcolm the Middle podcast, Life is Unfair, which frequently features Eric from File Under Entertainment, which is also <laughs> where you can find us talking about music in alphabetical order on File Under Entertainment.
6: <laughs> and videos last season. Yes. Yeah. Videos? Yeah, videos. <laughs> Not movie movies. movies. No,
8: nope.
6: <laughs> They're not movies. Oh, yeah. I didn't get to talk to you about that yet today. <laughs> Fuck. They're no longer movies. They're videos now. Okay. Because everything that's on YouTube is a video and everything's on YouTube now.
0: So everything's <laughs> a video. If so, facto, right. them's, yeah. the, them's the facts.
6: YouTube killed the film industry. <laughs> what I was told by a co worker today. <laughs> anyways hi i'm david and if you enjoy absolutely absurd assertions like that head on over to twitch.tv slash lp Deathray, because we do that shit a lot well, well play it's video no video games
0: it's no francis is a murderer but i mean it's it's getting there correct you are insane
6: <laughs> <laughs> i did almost potentially maybe get should i say that i uh <laughs> i had a potential exposure to methamphetamine today
0: Uh, okay. (laughs) Can you say that? I I don't
6: know. That's about as much as I can say. I'm not high. I got checked out. I promise. But,
7: uh, Mm, I don't know. I think you might be taking the mark method. (laughs) (laughs) No.
0: Yeah. Every time you come on Fire Entertainment, you have to be under the influence of something. So,
6: (laughs) I'm under the influence of the Eric curse. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah okay so <laughs> I, I already complained about that well not complained about this but mentioned this in the previous segment with Mark when largely we just talked about the things that happened in the previous segment with Jared so now I'm going to go back now in this third segment I'm going to go back to things that happened in the first segment actually the but with the magic of editing it'll probably it won't you guys won't even know so uh, here's what happened I was going through the list of stats for my song Bruce Springsteen's uh, cover of Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and there's a mention in there about that it was originally part of the Sesame Street compilation from 1982. But then he had done something. He tried to do some math to figure out uh, Sesame Street, like the dates between when it aired and and now. But his hotkey for OBS is the minus sign. And so he just, when he was doing the subtraction, stopped the recording and <laughs> didn't realize it. So I just continued to talk and he's like, um, the Eric curse is real. I was like, don't rope me into this. This is not, I didn't press, I didn't come there and press the button. You did that. That sounds <laughs> a classic uh, Eric curse to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so-
6: yeah that's, that's, uh, that's really what it is. Yeah, it's like
7: when you made me record with the wrong mic
6: that one time. Yeah, or me that last time two times ago. Yeah, that, that episode that you weren't
7: on where David did.
8: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got that going for us. <laughs> so, uh... so uh, I don't know which of these songs you want to go through first, but I don't know if you guys want to give the rundown of what you chose and why.
6: I mean sure, uh, but I don't I don't know who you want to go first.
0: It doesn't matter um it, you guys choose. <laughs> it seem like neither one of you's like really wanting to step up to <laughs> and take the lead so.
8: Oh
6: no, I just there's a slight delay for Jake. So I'm trying to, like, give a momentary pause so that he can speak so we don't both go, I'll do it, you know. And then he pauses because he's polite. And then Uh there's a delay. And I pause for the delay. So then it just ends up in eternal silence if one of us just doesn't (laughs) decide to say, fuck it, we'll talk.
0: (laughs) Fair enough.
7: Uh, Why don't you go ahead, David?
6: Okay. So... Uh I, I was very tempted to go with uh my usual because the only two other songs on my like potential list were very like deep meaningful songs to me and very sad and I'd have been on here playing stuff that's going to make people cry and talking about stories that are going to make people cry. Uh then I realized that I've done that for every single episode I've been on for this season. <laughs> so I made the conscious decision <laughs> <laughs> to do something completely different because I listen to a lot of music. Um, and so I leaned into one of my other genres of music, which is uh metal. I love metal. Uh and specifically, I especially love parody metal uh <laughs> and the group Psycho Stick. If you've never heard of them, they're insane and they have amazing uh Christmas parodies. They also have legitimate like real Christmas music too. Um, but because so much of their stuff is like parody or joke music, I decided to go with one of their parodies, even though admittedly their like legit Christmas music is very good and I highly recommend it. Um, but instead I went with uh, Zombie Claws, which is a parody. Mm-hmm of Rob Zombie's Dragula, which I absolutely love way more than the original song. I'm not a Rob Zombie fan. Sorry to disappoint anyone out there. But uh, this song is a hilarious take on it, um, and especially it, it just seems on point for me and with the way my like mom and dad and Jake's dad used to love to take like songs and put them to the, the tune of something else. Like that was a common thing growing up. Like I still can't sing amazing grace to the proper tune because I've think I've only ever heard it the way that our parents remixed it. And so to hear another band do that, Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I mean, it, they do an amazing job, and it's it's funny, it's fun, it's festive, and it's something completely different than I've presented on the show to this point.
0: <laughs> All right. Jake, do you have any uh, knowledge or affiliation with the song that David chose? Uh, I'm familiar with Psycho Stick, but
7: okay. that's about it. I've never heard this song.
0: <laughs> Not specifically this song? all right nope. um, i guess um without further ado then let's listen to zombie claws by psycho stick here it is it's tradition cheer and festivities
2: Sleep.
6: stick because they're so good even when they're making like parodies they're great musicians and like they make either <laughs> parodies or like some of their joke songs like they have a song about bruce campbell which if you guys don't know i fucking love but like ah oh, they're so good
0: <laughs> that, that was amazing <laughs> it was so incredibly stupid but it was so well done and like right. yeah the the musicality of it, it's just like yeah they're they're so great and it does definitely sound like rob zombie just with their own lyrics over it it's uh yeah that was that was incredible <laughs> i
6: i love their metal covers and parodies cuz yeah they <laughs> they do try very hard to uh keep the original style of the songs that they're parodying and they do a very good job of it uh which i mean speaks to their skill level too cuz they play so many different styles of metal um across their their albums and their Christmas stuff is always top-notch. Like it took me a while to pick one uh once I decided I was gonna go kind of goofy and pick a psycho mm-hmm. stick song because all of their Christmas parodies are just phenomenal.
0: <laughs> that was very, was very, very good. Jake, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that, that was great. <laughs> it's just a, a good
7: parody song. Yeah. yeah like you guys have been talking about, like, I've always heard, like, every, like, big, like, music person, like, music like theory professors and stuff, and, like, just giant music nerd friends always talk about how, like, Weird Al Yankovic is one of the greatest musicians of all time. Yep. Just because, like, doing, like, like perfect parody stuff is so hard to do. Yeah. That's... And, uh, yeah I think it applies to Psycho Stick as well
6: yeah sure. they're they're really good i think where weird al has them like beat is they don't really uh, they don't really venture out of their genre like they're right. they are metal players they they make metal music and that's what they do um and uh, not that there's anything wrong with that but weird al will he will take your metal song and turn it into a polka he'll make your yeah. polka metal song like he's the man's insanely talented uh Sure. but so are these guys and their music videos are funny as shit man
0: well i'm gonna have to delve deeper into the psycho stick catalog because i think the only song that i'd heard from them before was beer which i think is an oh original. yep yep it is yeah
6: uh for another original check out their bruce campbell song it's literally just called bruce campbell by psycho stick and then i'm trying to remember the name of the other oh man I'll, I'll try to look it up before we're done. We'll see if I can remember to, but there's another Christmas parody one that they do that is top, top notch.
0: Okay. Well, that was very good. So <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what other like superlatives to lay on it. Like, Jake, you have any more comments on it? Uh now the the inclusion of the ho-ho-hos was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Uh, I like music like this I like like don't get me wrong there's times where I need to plug in a Sufjan Stevens and have a serious moment or the mountain goats but like I also like music that can make you laugh like people get so just uh, snooty about music like not every song has to be this high art story about your life like Music is designed to be fun and mm. there's so many facets to it like don't don't get so caught up on everything has to be art like laughing can be art comedy can be art like not everything has to be a Rembrandt or a Picasso
0: Picasso Yeah oh, That's
6: right <laughs> Goddamn Rembrandt's what, I hilarious
2: <laughs> I <laughs>
0: mean I he's you no colic, but get
6: out. I know it's your podcast, but get out.
0: I don't like him either. I said that specifically to get under your skin. I knew it would. It sure did. (laughs) Mission accomplished. I know your trigger
6: buttons.
0: (laughs) That's fair. They're
6: very large and I broadcast them everywhere.
0: Yeah, I think uh. it's like parodies, especially like I know that we've already talked about it, like with Weird Al and with these guys, but it, you, you have to kind of fit within the same structure. You have to like pick a rhyme scheme or at least like, uh, you know, the words that go along with the message that you're trying to convey and have it still sound somewhat like the original song that you're parodying so that people know what it is. Like it can't just be the musicality. And it was just. Yeah, they fit everything. Not only with like the delivery, but also to make it a holiday song. It just with the delivery, oh, it was, it was so good. You
6: have to, especially when you're you're keeping it within the genre. Like this is such an iconic, recognizable song. Like mm-hmm. you have to be able to nail the distortion and and have everything tuned just right. You have to have the music on key. You have to have everything right with the music because i guarantee you if you if you fuck that up no one's listening to that song because it it's so i mean that's such an iconic song i know most of the lyrics to it and i don't listen to rob zombie right like it's you can't do that without you know that that level of dedication and skill to get it right for sure
0: yeah degree. so Jake what is the song that you have selected for us today uh,
7: I chose fairy tale of New York by the Pogues uh which is a band that I really like they're sort of credited as like one of the first uh folk punk bands which is like one of my favorite like niche genres of music uh, as they sort of... We're known for, like, mixing, uh, like, punk style and, like, some of the punk musicality with, like, traditional uh, Irish folk music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Fairytale of New York is, like, their, like, by a pretty wide margin, their biggest song. Uh, and, like, by extension, made uh, the album that it was on, If I Should Fall From Grace With God, their biggest album, sort yeah. of, like, on the back of the success of this song is a single. Uh, and, uh, it's, uh, much like with, uh, when I came on with T-Rex, they're one of those bands that, uh, like, I don't think people in the U.S. realize how enormous they are in the U.K. They're kind (laughs) of, weirdly, they're kind of, uh, the Mariah Carey of the U.K., (laughs) and that, like, every Christmas time this year, like, charts again, (laughs) and is, like, widely considered in the U.K. to be the greatest Christmas song of all time. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah you uh right off the bat as soon as I brought this one up, you were like the first one to respond and you said dibs on this song so i mean you, you definitely knew going into it that this was gonna be your selection so is this just because of your affinity for the band or I mean do you genuinely do you think of this as the like the prototypical Christmas song yourself or
7: uh, it's definitely my favorite Christmas song, but I, I'm not a Christmas song guy. I'm the I'm the guy who gets annoyed when I step into a grocery store and there's Christmas music playing even in December. I, like, hate traditional Christmas music with a passion.
6: Yeah, in other words, <laughs> he had no other options. Not a lot. <laughs> and then he was mocking me because I had too many. Yes.
7: <laughs> uh, but I... Yeah, for, for me, like, this is much more just a song that I like a lot that happens to be a Christmas song. Uh, I sort of think of it as a Christmas song in the same way that, like, Shane Black movies are Christmas movies.
8: <laughs> That's very it fair. It happens <laughs> at Christmas. Yeah,
2: yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I was actually listening to a Veruca Salt song today in preparation for our V episode that's upcoming, trying to get ahead for once and not be like waiting to like, hey, uh, it's we're recording this week and I still don't have an artist. So I'm getting on the ball. And anyway, there is a song that I completely forgot, mentioned both Christmas and New Year's. And I'm like, wow, I could have played this one. <laughs> 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 instead I'm just going steadily insane by listening to Bruce Springsteen's Santa Claus is Coming to Town over and over and over and over and over again so wow I know that feeling <laughs> yeah just uh, going mad I made the joke with the previous guys uh, about uh, that this is this whole episode is just going to be my descent into madness as I'm forced to listen to this. this uh, around here overnight. we call
6: it Groundhog Day.
0: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I wonder why <laughs> tell everybody Jake that isn't familiar with the the madness that you've uh, levied upon yourself for this entire calendar year.
7: Oh, uh, yeah, I've been watching Groundhog Day every day this year and twice on Groundhog Day and uh every that's day. that that yeah every day and that's the only movie I've been watching. My uh, I similarly, chose one TV show, one book, one album, et cetera. Et one cetera. podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, how many times have you read the book?
7: Uh, only once. I'm actually not even done with it. I, I've been like very slowly, like intentionally, very what, slowly going through
0: it. Is it a book that you've read before, or no. was it okay? Uh, no, it's uh, all of the Marvels. Uh, okay. I can't remember that author's name. All right. Okay, so uh, David, do you have any notes or thoughts or feelings on Jake's song? Ah, uh, no.
6: See, for once, Jake and I brought music that the other had
0: never heard. So you've not heard this even now. So this Correct. is going to be a, okay. This is yes, going to be a first a fr- for you.
6: Yes, this is a first for me. Um, I have heard of this song. I have never heard it.
7: Okay. Uh, have you watched the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special?
6: Uh part of it. I didn't get to finish it.
7: Okay, well you've heard this song then, because that's that starts with this song.
6: Oh, does it? Yep. Uh I still may not have heard that. Uh I watched it with two screaming children, so I'm not <laughs> that's entirely fair. yeah. Like I know so the good. same amount about it as I did from the trailer. I know they go after Kevin Bacon. I still you don't sure know do. why.
0: Oh, it's incredible. It is, it's so good. I need good. to I so need
6: rewatch it sometime when the boys are asleep.
0: And <laughs> at, at the risk of uh, going completely off the, the deep end here, I'm guessing Jake probably hasn't watched it because I think it came out this year. But have uh, either of you seen it, it Peacemaker? Oh, oh yeah. yes, yes. Megan and I just finished Peacemaker last night. And <laughs> oh, my God, it is so good.
6: Uh it really like james gunn and and the stuff that he influenced with d c has been really good. Have you seen his suicide squad? Yes, yeah, oh dude, so good. and
0: well, then didn't, I didn't think that the first one was so abjectly terrible. I mean, it's not a good movie by any stretch, but I think that it gets like the, a lot like of undeserved flack so
6: ruin the characters and the idea of the suicide squad. If you read the <laughs> comics, the first suicide squad is asinine. Uh, and and treats some of those characters in very poor ways. The second one embraces what Suicide Squad should have been, which is not a drama. It's a comedy. The Suicide Squad books are all comedies, even when they're very, very serious.
0: It is a very good movie, and the show is so, so amazing. I don't want to say yeah. too much because Jake hasn't seen it, so I don't want to spoil it, but oh, my God. I was just... Uh... It was another one of those things I talk about all the time. It's like a broken record, just like my cell phone thing. Low expectations, just thinking like, okay, it's it's DC, which is not my favorite. And Peacemaker, which is, you know, John Cena, who I'm not a huge fan of. Peacemaker was kind of just like whatever, you know, an okay character. So I went in with low expectations and have a whole new appreciation. It, it's, it was yeah. so good. Far exceeded anything that I expected. And Megan loved it too. So that's always a, a plus. So. yeah it's
6: very fun it is very not good. family friendly don't watch no, with
0: kids. No, absolutely not <laughs> it's
6: Deadpool fun not you know WandaVision fun oh
0: but it's it's even raunchier than Deadpool I mean like oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right well before we get <laughs> off on more superhero talk which we can talk about at length uh, we should start a that. superhero
6: podcast and bring us on we'll talk about yeah. it every day oh.
0: Um, I'm going to be wrapping up my season and you guys are very soon going to be wrapping up your, uh, you know, Malcolm in the Middle rewatch. So I think we're both going to be in the market for, and I would love to be able to record with you guys more. So that's something that maybe we should talk about. But in the meantime, let's first listen to Jake's song. He's been waiting so patiently for it. This is Fairy (laughs) Tale of New York by the Pokes. Here we go.
9: Christmas Eve, babe In the drunk tank An old man said to me Won't see another one And then I sang a song The rare old mountain you I turned my face away and dreamed about you Got on a lucky one Coming, in like 10 to 1 I've got a feeling Those years were making you So happy Christmas A lucky one see a better time when our dreams come true
2: You promised me Broadway was waiting for me You were handsome, you were
9: pretty queen of New York City When the band finished playing, they held up for more Sinatra
2: was swinging, all the drums they were singing We kissed on the corner, then danced through the night The boys of the Envoy, Pini Choir, were singing Go
9: away,
2: And the bells were ringing out for Christmas
9: Day And jump right there on On a that bed
2: You scumbag, you maggot cheek cheek, lousy, faggot Happy Christmas, you're all side it God, it's our love The boys in the NYPD Call us to still Go
9: away, And the
2: bells are ringing out For Christmas Day, Day.
0: Okay. Aside from the homophobic slur, pretty good song.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I um, have heard that song, by the way. Yeah, I figured.
7: <laughs>
0: I, I recognized it
6: halfway through. like, Because yeah. <laughs> Ryan and I went on a huge Celtic rock, Celtic punk. I just had never heard of the Pogues. Like, I didn't know. Yeah, they're
7: kind of the band that's like credited with starting that whole, like, all, all the like sub genres come out of. Like, them specifically.
6: <laughs> gotcha. Because, yeah, the minute I heard it switch over, like, I'd never paid attention to it for that first part because I was like, oh, this is cool. But the minute the the pipes start in, I was like, oh, I know this song. <laughs> I know the lyrics to half of this song.
8: <laughs>
7: Fair. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Yeah, as uh, Eric alluded to, there is a uh, the, the homophobic slur there. The, this song is also, like, very famous as, like, a... Uh, point of, like, censorship. It's, like, gone back and forth. Uh, initially, the, like, controversy around it was that they use arse. Like, that That was the point of contention when it was first released. Like, BBC, it made them change it to ass, which is less offensive in the UK. Uh, then uh, later on down the line, uh, the use of the word slut, like, in the 90s, like, came under fire and they, like, started changing that lyric in radio play. But uh, the most recent one is the uh, use of uh, the, the word faggot. Uh, which, uh, like, they, for, like, a year censored it, the BBC did, and then, uh, like, went back on that as well. Uh, as the, the, uh, band, like, that, that, that was the only one that they, like, dignified to respond to, because they were like, this is, like, a, like, fairly serious thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, their sort of defense of it was, like, that's, uh, this is a song about, like, two scumbags characters and that's <laughs> the way
0: scumbags talk uh, I mean fair but I mean like arse and whatever like for there to be an uproar over that it's just like but then they're perfectly fine with with the, the F word wow that's um.
6: it doesn't surprise me unfortunately I mean realistically like it was kind of an accepted term even in the US for a very long time I mean when you look at when this was written, I I still remember no one batting an eye at it in the early 2000s. Yeah, You sure. know what I mean? Like, so it, it does not surprise me that it took forever for
0: them to be like,
6: that's the problem with this song. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it's like what we talk about, too. Like, even in the case of Malcolm in the Middle, I mean, the early 2000s, that was like a sitcom trope was like the running joke was just someone being gay. It's like oh that you know that's how you could really zing someone is like you're gay like zing like I'm glad that we're you know past that as a society but um, wow it took yeah it's kind of iffy I mean yeah that's very true David we're not fully there but certainly you know in the past twenty years we've made leaps and bounds from where we were for sure so yeah hopefully need another twenty it'll be just. No one will even you know bat an eye about like your gender pronouns or your sexual preferences. who gives a shit? How does that affect you know them or whatever so anyway, back to the the music <laughs> i'm got I'm getting off my soapbox <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really that's honestly the the reason that Dylan didn't want to come on there. She's like. Oh, uh, how long is it going to be? And I'm probably, I'm like, oh, probably 45 minutes, maybe an hour. tops. He's like, you get on a lot of soapboxes. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair. <laughs> uh,
2: that's what I love about Eric. Yeah, exactly.
6: <laughs> uh... <laughs> I was trying to remember. I've actually been Googling it and I, damn it. I, there's a uh, there's a Irish punk band that does like a very similar song to this that I almost guarantee is like directly derivative of it and I love it to death and I cannot for the fucking life of me remember the band's name so I'm having trouble finding the song uh uh but yeah the minute i heard this it, it reminded me of them and and took me back to there was a period of time like six months where my brother and i like just listened to like gaelic punk and
0: gaelic rock uh, well, and there have right, been a fair so... amount of covers of this actual song i think dropkick murphys have done it i think um i can't remember other ones off the top of my head but when that's why I asked for Jake's uh, specification on whether it was the original Pogue's version or one of the covers, because Spotify's got a ton of them. So. Oh, I can
6: only imagine. <laughs> I mean, most of your like super Irish songs, like these bands have all covered, like uh, Finnegan's Wake. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone has covered that, uh, and for good reason. It's a great song, but. <laughs>
0: Well, I think this one too. They're trying. They're just doubling down on the fact that it's not only is it an Irish or like a Celtic Gaelic song, but it's also a Christmas song. (laughs) I think there's some like uh, with Santa Claus is coming to town, which is my selection. I was saying like over 200 artists, 200 different people have put their spin on that song. So it's just like there's only so much Christmas music. So I kind of agree with Jake's point. It's just like. Uh, Like in December, I don't get too bogged down with it, but it's just like around here, there's a, a rock station that the day after Halloween, they start playing Christmas music. It's like November the 1st is way too soon for that. Like once you get yeah. into December, I agree. Like, okay, that's fine. But November 1st, like you haven't even hit Thanksgiving. Once
6: the turkey's done, Santa Claus starts to come. That's the rule, okay? Yeah, that's fine.
0: Yeah. After Thanksgiving, November the 1st, like all Souls Day or all Saints Day, we shouldn't be hearing
6: Christmas music. <laughs> listen you can't remind them that it's all saints day. Cause then they will be like St. Nick. It's his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got you to gotta, You can't give him a loophole.
0: <laughs> That's very, very true. Oh uh, yeah. But it's, it's just too much. And so it's, it's everywhere. And you just start seeing the, the ripping down all the pumpkins and the ghosts and they're putting up Christmas stuff. It's just like, Oh my God. <laughs> well, while, while we're uh, talking about the, uh, Sheer
7: amount of Christmas music. A little piece of trivia for this song is it was made uh, essentially as like a bet uh, because uh, Elvis Costello for the the folks for their first couple albums was their uh, like producer, and uh, he told them that they could uh, never produce an original Christmas hit. <laughs> which they uh, like like took up the challenge, and uh, this song was actually took them like three years to put together. Uh, it was like. Wow. Uh, one that they like really struggled to like make, but uh, they, they essentially made it like to spite Elvis Costello, <laughs> <laughs> which is very funny to me. Yeah, <laughs> especially that it became such a huge hit in the UK is very funny <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: yeah well but if he was if he was still their producer when like I, I'm sure he reaped the benefits of it too so it's just like wow. they, got, they got one over on him that they were able to do it but he's just like I still produced it I'm still making bank off of your guys uh, you know
7: well that's production. the thing Eric joke on him they had a falling out and he wasn't their producer when this really? one came out wow you know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, they uh, not only was he no longer uh, like their producer, but their bassist actually was like married to Elvis Costello, and like it kind of broke up the band. She like left the band because they like got into like a big fight with Elvis Costello.
0: No shit. Wow. Yeah, she
7: she was actually supposed to be the uh, like female vocalist in this, but they had to uh, bring in. I can't remember the the lady that they used, uh, but they brought Nicole. her in like to replace her.
0: Well, I think it's the lead singer's wife. Or maybe sister, they have the same last name, so I thought it's Kirsty McCall. Uh I'm not sure. I guess we'll never know. I <laughs> nope. Say, I'm,
6: I'm Googling it right now and I'm not <laughs> finding any answers. So <laughs> I I
7: know she's not his wife. I think she was like married to maybe like their second producer or something like that, actually. <laughs> Because I know she she's like has her own like separate
0: career
7: and was mm-hmm. like fairly successful in her own right
0: well Can I'm I... guessing that's I mean it could just be sheer coincidence that they have the same last name like I mean all the mix yeah. and Max you know <laughs> 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 there's, a, there's a lot
2: of
0: them. <laughs> hey I am a mix <laughs> well I mean it's not <laughs> <laughs> I could say that.
8: I don't feel comfortable saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Is
7: is the Christmas episode going to be the File Under episode with the most slurs? Apparently.
0: (laughs) Holy crap. I wouldn't say that that's
6: a slur. It definitely is. Also, let me just throw a K one out there real quick for my people. Let's let's really get no. the Christmas See, Jewish spirit
0: going. That is a slur. I don't think so.
2: So is... I don't Mick, seriously? Yes! What do you think they... Oh, God
6: bro do you really not know no I really don't oh yeah no that's like a huge like that was like the slur for Irish people especially on the east coast during like uh, all of the like um, uh, Irish internment stuff and the mafiosos and all of that yeah
0: I had no idea (laughs) I apologize if I offended anybody. I was just I, I always I mean I am of Irish descent. I still have family in Dunleary, Ireland. And so I it just I guess it was used as like a a term of like affection, oh, I guess. They so.
6: they took it back just like other people have. But uh yeah. It's uh 100% wow. not like, like, I can't walk into an Irish pub and be like, what's up, you M's?" Uh, yeah, it wouldn't work. They would beat the shit out of me. To be fair, they might beat the shit out of me faster if I insulted, you know, them by calling them part of the
0: EU. But, you know,
8: <laughs>
0: hey, I had no idea that it was a slur. I didn't. I just got off of my soapbox talking about not wanting to offend anybody and if I did offend somebody uh, I mean, it, that was just, it was completely ignorant on my part, so. Oh, I figured.
7: <laughs> also, you're part of the group. I, 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 you're I you're heard heard. allowed to say it, Eric.
2: <laughs> I've heard it all my life. Wow. Wow.
7: I'm just imagining you, like as a kid, like having these racial slurs right now, and you. are just like, "Oh yeah, thanks." Yeah, I, thought,
0: I I literally thought it was a term of endearment. I, I honestly did. <laughs> oh, that's how much I know. Uh,
6: not to get too far into the whole racial insensitivity thing. Um, let's but dig
0: down deeper. Let's for
6: for. I for like probably the first 10 years i thought when people were like oh he jewed me out of this or whatever like i thought that that was just like a compliment like they were calling him a good salesman or something (laughs) like i i had no clue of the connotation of that either until i started saying it and my dad was like what are you doing (laughs) so don't feel bad it's yeah yeah
0: it happens My, my buddy john that lives in colorado is jewish and we were he used it himself. He, uh-huh. he, we we tried to go. Uh, we went to Wisconsin Dells, which is a couple, two, three hours from us. It's like a resort kind of town. There's a bunch of water parks and miniature golf things, all kinds of just like tourist trap kind of thing. We were going to stay over the night, and he said, "I'm going to go into the lobby and try to Jew them down." And we're like, "I know you're Jewish, but can you say that? Can that can that be said?" <laughs> yeah why not
6: <laughs> it's way weirder oh. if i i'm gonna go me them down like that's weird <laughs> <laughs>
8: oh.
6: <laughs> it's our word we can use it
0: oh uh, uh, I feel like I need
6: here. now to go get my like talit and keepa I need to you know make myself holy after that joke <laughs> I got to go stand in a corner and pray or my dad's going to disown me.
0: uh, How did you not bring a Hanukkah (laughs) song? Or are there the only one who was the the Adam Sandler bullshit that you didn't want to? (laughs) Listen,
6: no, 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 no. Listen, I thought about bringing something like not not the Torah, not not the Torah dying, you know, something like that is good Jewish. But this is a Christmas episode. You want me to bring a Jewish song to a Christmas episode? A What's holiday. wrong with you? It's a you want I should be a mashugana? Come on then. <laughs> Jesus.
8: Oh shit. Uh, no. What
0: what has happened? <laughs> <laughs>
8: Oh, I'm recording with Jake and David. That's what's happening. Listen. (laughs) You You want to
7: cancel for Christmas, right?
8: Yeah.
6: (laughs) You did bring two Jews on to talk about Christmas, to be fair. This is your own
0: problem. (laughs) Oh, all are welcome. (laughs) Especially the mix, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my, god. Oh that's my the, god that's the last time I'll say it that's... Oh. oh my god <laughs> oh my god
2: damn
0: <laughs> uh. okay so we still have one more song on the docket it's Bruce Springsteen's Santa Claus is Coming to Town and as the listeners are well aware this is I'm going to hear the song for the umpteenth time now. Not only in paring down the music, but also in multiple segments before this. So this is... Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's Bruce Springsteen's Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Do either of you have any uh, notes or thoughts or comments on this song before we get into it?
6: You chose, like my least favorite Christmas song ever. <laughs> <laughs> the minute I saw it on the list, I went, no. David, I really hoped it wasn't yours.
0: Trust me. It is also becoming my least favorite.
6: <laughs> <laughs> so, it probably for the same reason, it's mine. Um, working Retail. His version specifically, everywhere, dude. In mm-hmm. his and all country music song like country Christmas songs cannot stand because I have worked in retail stores when I was younger and I they just beaten to death. I can't yeah. even Johnny Cash Christmas renditions I can't do anymore. And I love Johnny Cash, man.
0: Ugh. <laughs> <Better>. <laughs> that is- That is a fair assessment indeed. It's just like, well, like I was saying, there's only so much Christmas music out there. I wanted something that was maybe a little bit different. I don't have the same experience like, you know, working retail to have it, you know, just be completely inundated with the song. I mean, just (laughs) me listening to it multiple times over the course of doing the show is enough to drive me nuts. I can't imagine having to hear it, you know, 10... 12 times a day or more that would just be yeah that'd be definitely enough to put you off of it for sure that sounds like a nightmare (laughs) (laughs) hey let's keep that nightmare going by listening to it one more time how about it Santa Claus is coming to town (laughs) and we die a little bit more inside so there was a lot of head bobbing going on there for a song that we all despise. So what? What the hell? I mean, oh, that's well, my favorite Christmas song now. <laughs> <laughs> Watching
7: you and David die inside, listening to it, I finally understand Christmas. I... <laughs> that
0: song Enjoy is two minutes.
6: minutes too long. <laughs>
0: Two minutes? That, that song is four minutes and 25 seconds long, and I think it's about four minutes too long. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh,
6: he does... Dude, Springsteen's voice makes the creepiest Christmas song sound creepier.
0: What? Please explain. I mean, I'm not saying that you're wrong, but please uh, clarify. Because
6: it. now the person singing it sounds as creepy and raspy and criminal as Santa Claus is described here.
7: Criminal?
2: What?
6: <laughs> <I'm> Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> yes, dude. His voice in this song, I cannot get over it. It just, something about it makes this. Like, I have always been a little creeped out by this song because of the Santa Claus thing. But springsteen's voice just makes it worse
0: okay and you said that my theories are out there now you're talking about Santa Claus this is
6: not my theory this is the universal thing like look at Santa
0: Claus is a, is a creeper
2: yes well I
6: mean
0: it's watching like you like number sleep one is... joke <laughs> that is a little odd but
6: <laughs> yeah yeah we're telling children he sees you when you're sleeping mm. <laughs> 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 I've lived in some neighborhoods where you had to wonder if it was Santa Claus or your neighbor Tommy. Um,
8: oh. <laughs> like,
6: just say it.
8: Um.
6: Like, really? I lived in a neighborhood where you'd have drunk neighbors just try to climb in your window because they thought it was their window. Oops, That's why I had trailer.
0: razor blades yeah. on.
2: Yes,
6: <laughs> but uh. I don't know. I just something about. I hate the song. <laughs> uh.
0: and, and then you could just take down the Christmas stocking. use uses a tourniquet when your hands are all bloodied and you know from the the razor blades. Yeah, they just yeah. use uh, the stocking tourniquet. Jake's side over here. I think we broke him. <laughs> we we broke Jake. <laughs> That's when you know that he's re- and he's really <laughs> laughing but he makes no noise, when he's just convulsing.
6: <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> uh, yep. The quieter Jake laughs, the more real it is.
7: Fair. I, <laughs> I, I don't understand that the, like I understand the like this song being creepy thing, but uh, I, I do not get the uh, Springsteen voice creepy thing at all. Like listen, Especially, like, listening to that song in particular, it's like, man, Bruce Springsteen just seems like a pretty lame dad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally. Like, I that's the that- vibe I get from this type of Bruce Springsteen <laughs> song. Uh, <laughs> Yes, that totally tracks. <laughs> the, what I don't understand is like, well, there's because there was talk about this. Uh, yes, listener, I know you've heard this multiple times already, too. There was an article that was, when I was doing research about this that was from New Jersey. So they admitted that it was like blasphemous and sacrilege. But they said how horrible the song that it was, because it says that he sounds like he's constipated. Now, this was young Bruce Springsteen. Like, I can understand him wheezing and being out of breath if he tried to do this, you know, as a... uh as a closer to one of his shows now when the man's what in his 70s but this was young bruce springsteen this was in the 80s i want to say this is 1982 so i don't know why he was so wheezing and out of breath at the time when he was doing this i mean that's the end of a concert that makes sense
6: yeah i mean he's been doing a lot of he's been doing a lot of stuff
7: yeah, to give him credit, he has, like, a pretty high-energy performer, yeah, too.
0: that is true. And those are, like, some marathon shows. We're, we're typically going, like, three hours plus. So. Yeah. Yeah.
6: And it takes a lot of energy to sound like that much of a creepy dad.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> I, I guess we'll just I have get, to... Dude, agree I, it. Get, yeah. I, I get the, like, weed, like, just the blitzed out of my mind dad voice trying to tell you ghost stories with this voice not not Christmas cheer I don't fucking know (laughs) sounds like he smoked a bowl and then was like I don't remember what holiday
7: this is <laughs> Maybe that's why I got such diff- different reactions, David, because that's just my dad or any of my dad's friends growing up.
8: <laughs> oh.
6: I guess that's why that's what I associate with ghost story voice, too, because he's the yeah? only one who told us those.
0: <laughs> so, do, did you guys ever get that for like Christmas? Because apparently, what? what song is that one of the um christmas songs has something about like ghost stories in it is that a thing that your family ever did like tell ghost stories at christmas
6: no not my, not mine the no. christmas carol the oh, ghosts, yeah of, like christmas present and past and future Yeah, but I I don't think that...
0: That, I don't remember what song it is, but it it. talks about like Christmas ghost stories, unless it's referring specifically to Christmas Carol, but... I mean, probably. probably. Christmas
7: Carol is like, why Christmas is a big holiday. Yeah. It was the equivalent of, like, Labor Day before
0: that story. (laughs) Yeah. In the United States. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That
6: is true, actually.
0: (laughs) So Mark brought up a pretty interesting thing in the last segment talking about... um, like favorite traditions. Let's so do you guys have anything from like childhood specifically that like your family typically did around Christmas or Hanukkah or around the holidays that just really kind of sticks out as to make it memorable?
7: Well, like all of there, there were like Christmas traditions from like being a kid, but those kind of uh, like around 12 ish kind of well, it was like a very tumultuous period as a. So I've mentioned before on the show, my parents were both, like, drug addicts for, like, most of my life. And uh, that's, like, around the time they, like, they, they like, left and, like, spent mm. a year in the mountains to, like, get through their addiction. Uh, which, unfortunately, had, like, it was a great thing, but unfortunately it kind of had the side effect of, like, ending all of my family's, like, what mm. would be long-standing traditions. So there's, like, a, a weird divide for that kind of thing for me but like as a kid it was like uh, like especially when I was like younger it was like a big deal we, we would like usually sleep like all the kids would like sleep under the Christmas tree <laughs> like like the night before
0: <laughs> trying to catch Santa or something yes that, that, that was the idea <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> David you got anything
6: Christmas is dead we killed it <laughs> what uh this is a point of great depression and contention for me at the moment
0: okay i have a
6: lot of traditions and things but they will never be the same because of things that happen uh and i have two young sons that i wanted to have experienced those things and I'm not able to create those or have them have those experiences and that sucks. Um
0: so yeah. <laughs> sorry oh, to be sorry. the bummer again. No, but, uh... I, I well I didn't mean to turn it that no, way. No, you're you're fine you're to, to fine. make it a, a downer. Well, so It's I mean, a
6: reasonable question, but uh
0: <laughs> Can't you make your own like your, your own sure. spin on that for your boys you, to of of course,
6: but that doesn't Like, it doesn't alleviate the sadness of that. And admittedly, like, Christmas time used to always be a big thing with my grandpa. So I'm always thinking of my grandpa around this time of year. Like, this was the time of year where I probably got to spend the most time with him. Because, like, we'd go ice fishing, which I know Jake hates. Um, But, you know, he'd take us out and do that. And we'd be over at his house a lot more around Christmas time and then there's actual Christmas day and and my family actually used to go over there and even do New Year's most of the time mm-hmm. um cuz you know my dad traveled for work so he wasn't really around so we got grandpa and grandma in instead um yeah and so yeah i i don't really have any traditions that still exist other than like I'd say we don't we don't do Hanukkah anymore. Uh, we're we're bad Jews. Uh, <laughs> we, we put up the Christmas tree and do Christmas. Um, but uh, I I think the only one that really still lives is that's just kind of been the thing. And, and every, most people do it, except for my in-laws, my wife's family. It, the, dude, the first Christmas I spent with them, I was tripped out. We wake up early like that's always been the thing. And like the The kids wake up early and then you go get dad up and then you go and you make a pot of coffee and because <laughs> the rule was you can't wake mom up until the coffee is done and served. And so we always have this one big toy for each of the kids and it's unwrapped and assembled and it's the it's the Santa gift, you know, it's mm. the the gift that appeared magically over overnight. And dad wakes up and gets to play with the kids and play with those. And you do that for about an hour and a half, two hours. And then enough time has passed that mom can wake up and drink some coffee and function. And then you do Christmas. And then we would all take a fucking nap and then <laughs> go over to grandpa and grandma's house for a second Christmas. Yeah. And that was that was Christmas. And and we still do that. Like with my boys, I wake them up, although I wake them up. because <laughs> But I wake them up early, and we go down and and do all that. So. so that's
0: that's great. That sounds like it's a a really good start to doing your own thing. I yeah, I mean, to some level, it's kind of like a nostalgia, but also kind of just a little bit sad tinge as you get older because I remember, like Christmas used to seem so magical as a kid. And it was like our our family used to be so close knit. and that was the time when, you know, we're out of school and I did get to spend so much time with my cousins who I was so, so close with growing up and and still am now, you know, but we're all adults living our own lives with jobs and, you know, in families and whatnot. So it's like, it, it just gets difficult. We make a, a pledge to try to get together at least, you know, like once a month to hang out, but once a month, you know, so you see each other maybe, you know, maybe 10 times, 12 times a year if you're absolutely lucky and christmas used to be a time when we would just spend like an entire week together non-stop so much to the point where you hated each other by the end of it but it was so great and now it's just like yeah it just christmas has lost a lot of magic <laughs> Thank yeah you to, to, uh,
6: the, the... it really <laughs> has i i i agree like we used to be the same way. Like we would uh, every single one of the grandkids and any of the great grandkids and stuff. Like we all were over at my grandparents' house. We all decorated their tree together and stuff. And, you know, we didn't do that this year or last year, I think, or it was it, definitely not even. the year
7: before. Cause the year yeah. before it was like, not, no one get near anyone. <laughs> yeah,
8: yeah. So,
6: it, yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's rough because it does seem like some of that and you know as a parent you get some of that back because you get to see them um sure but you also i don't know like i want to be conscientious and not teach my kids to be like super materialistic either so i don't know it's
0: Growing up sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Like, well, it, it feels like uh, another reason that the there's less magic is because we haven't even decorated for the last couple of years because we've got the dog. We have these gigantic dogs that just take up so much space. Just in and of itself and it's like now like that's where where we would put the tree is where their dog bed goes it's like now we would have to sacrifice one of their beds to put the tree up plus i have no idea how they would even react to a tree like would they be trying to eat it or destroy it so it's just like we haven't even decorated uh it so it's just like Every, you see everybody, and we haven't put lights up on the outside of the house or anything either, it's just like, we must look like the biggest Scrooges in the neighborhood, because <laughs> like everybody else is decorated <laughs> and, That's one
6: thing my, my wife will do all that stuff and like, she always decorates and we put up the tree, and you know the boys love it, and like yeah, uh, y- you have to find something, like, even if I mean, when I was down south, dude, I think that's really where like a lot of the nostalgia I think came in and why it became such a bummer that things changed so much since COVID for me is not only did I like, I missed that for seven years because Christmas down South was nothing like what I was used to. Like they didn't have big family get togethers. They had, you know, nobody was up before 10 a.m. Like, what what the fuck are you guys doing? They're they're uh, right on that part. Shut up, Jake. <laughs> uh, you're just mad that we wake you up.
8: Yeah. It sucks.
6: <laughs> I have coffee ready. It's the rule.
8: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
7: Jesus.
0: <laughs> but, but like
6: I've literally, that was the first time I'd ever in my life done the Jewish stereotype. Uh, was down south. We had Chinese food and went to the movies. And I went. Oh fuck!
7: <laughs> I did that one year in college. It was it was like I don't remember why, uh. But but I like the I kind of like come back to Wyoming for that Christmas. But like my mom came up to Nebraska. And uh, we went and watched universally beloved Iron Man 3.
0: It would
6: be
7: oh <laughs> what, one God. of the greatest Christmas
0: movies of all time. Shut up. Not only Christmas movies, <laughs> one of the greatest movies. Stop, of all stop, stop. stop. <laughs> yeah, I just, well, plus to like, I know you guys have talked about it kind of at length on life is unfair about like your childhood and not having a lot of money. We were in like the a similar situation. We didn't have a lot of money growing up, but like, They always made sure that Christmas was good. Like, you know, whatever I asked for within reason, I would typically get because I got like nothing throughout the entirety of the year so that they could, you know, kind of save up and afford to have a a nice Christmas, which was always great. Now it's kind of like, not that I'm wealthy by any stretch, but it's just like, I'm at least I have enough means. Like if I want something, I'm pretty much going to get it. I'm not going to wait until Christmas. So it's like Christmas is like, we don't even exchange gifts. You know, it's like we get stuff for like my my nieces and nephews. And like, so the kids still get presents. But in terms of adults, like we don't even exchange. This is like, Uh, Merry Christmas, you know, like, (laughs) who cares? (laughs) We
6: put a prohibition on that. Like once Thanksgiving happens, you're not allowed to buy shit for yourself anymore. For that exact reason. Because my wife and I have that same thing. It's like, I'm I'm an adult with adult money. Like if I need socks, I'll go buy socks. If I need yeah. XYZ thing, I'm gonna go buy it. Like, I don't give a shit. Uh so we put a thing where you can't buy anything for yourself that isn't like needed for work from Thanksgiving yeah. on.
0: That makes sense.
6: Yeah.
7: yeah. I, I feel like I, I'm sort of guarded against the like sadness of like Christmas changing stuff to some degree. Because like even as a kid, I was always like. Christmas is fine. I like. I was always thinking it's like Halloween's the better holiday. <laughs> I think we we can all agree. <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, I was the kid that was like cheering the Grinch on as he was ruining Christmas for the Hoos. <laughs> like, yeah, get
8: him! <laughs> oh,
7: and that's not even a joke. Like, as a kid, I'm like, yeah, the Grinch rules. He was right. <laughs>
6: He's not kidding. That
7: was.
8: Oh,
6: that's uh, yeah. No, Jake, and and Jake was in the position to, Like. His family saw our family when they were in the state a lot more than mine did, even back then, like they especially do now. Um, So like, you know, to me, with the exception of Jake and his like immediate people living in his house, I didn't see the rest of my family most of the rest of the year. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah.
7: I mean, it was also a thing of, like, my dad was always, like, a big Christmas dad growing up, but, like, he, like, brought that same, like, energy to Halloween. Like, it was treated as, like, these are the two big holidays, and, like, Thanksgiving's in between, you eat some stuff.
6: (laughs) Enough so that literally a couple years in a row, I wasn't allowed to go spend the weekend at their fucking house, because my dad at the time was, like, a super regressed, like, minister, and he's like, Halloween is for the devil and and my uncle went like so hardcore on it that I wasn't allowed to go out there that weekend
0: (laughs) oh yeah I've got (laughs) I've got some stories I'm actually gonna save one of like the biggest stories from something very similar in my childhood for when we do the musical journey episode so I will make sure that I save it for when I have you guys on for our musical journey because I've got a very similar situation to do that so well <laughs> well i guess right i could i could talk to you guys for hours and hours on and,
6: oh yeah easy enough
0: but let's wrap this segment up do you guys have any other comments on these songs or just anything in general any messages for christmas or thoughts on the holiday any more than what we've already said uh
7: that just you know Pat, happy holidays whatever you celebrate i Hope you know that it's safe and uh, you have a good time and uh, just keep in mind that uh, Halloween is better. It's the best holiday.
0: And the Grinch was right. (laughs) Yeah, the Grinch was right. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And despite
6: Jake's message, be kind. Yes.
8: Uh, Uh, Which is
6: 100% just ripping off Doctor Who, but listen, best Christmas specials on TV, I'm convinced.
0: And one more time, where can everyone find all the incredible stuff that you guys do? Uh, where Life is Unfair is our Malcolm Metal podcast.
7: It's in all of the podcast places. Just uh, search it, and it'll come right up.
6: Yep, and twitch.tv slash lpdeathray, which stands for Let's Play Death Ray, since apparently I've had some feedback recently that people are having problems understanding what LP means because apparently we're getting old and let's play is not a term on the internet anymore
0: long play death ray now that's even even older than than right
6: (laughs) god but yeah twitch.tv slash lp death ray that's where we do all of our streaming uh stuff
0: awesome thank you guys so much as always it's a pleasure to have you uh, one more segment that will be coming up with Gaio from are my favorite, where we're only going to have to listen to Santa Claus is coming into town. One more time, guys. Maybe this will be the time that swings me back like the fulcrum will we'll go to the other side and I'll be back to liking it again. Probably not, though. Probably not. <laughs> we'll be back in just a minute. <laughs> Welcome back. This is our final segment where we have Gaio previously uh, on from several episodes, which you'll recognize. There was I and J, and um, you were also on for P. Right. So Guile, this is, I mean, I made the joke in all of the segments previous. This is a holiday episode. So no doubt this will be the first episode for some people that are just going to start off their file under entertainment adventure with this special episode. So anyone who hasn't heard about you and what you're about, give us the rundown.
5: So I am friends with super producer Jared, who's also friends with Eric here, and so by extension, so am I. We've been on episodes a couple of times together, and I have my own podcast. It is Sucias Are My Favorite. I'm a chivalrous chauvinist. I talk about life, dating, and uh, sex advice because I'm a former sex addict, and some of that kind of bleeds into this, just kind of being a little jaded and cynical about life, and that's certainly going to be the case here this time today.
0: Okay, yes this is uh it's becoming very interesting the choices that people have made and the reasons behind them so i guess if you want to give us the the rundown for what song you've selected and why you selected it and you've also made mention that you
5: abhor christmas
0: so mm-hmm. you sort of, i'm sure that's about to come up let's <laughs> let's
5: get into it so i had a tough time because i wanted to pick a song that was not christmas related in any way case way shape or form uh, so I, I struggled with like uh, Sandy Claus from Nightmare Before Christmas. Exten- by extension, it's Christmassy. Then I also thought about like uh, now I can't think of the name, but it was a basically a punk song that was trash talking about Christmas. And I was like no, it still says Christmas. I just abhor Christmas so much that I don't even want to hear the word Christmas. I don't want I don't go shopping as little as possible to not hear any Christmas music. And Trans Siberian Orchestra kind of fits the bill for me. It has a little bit of thrash to it. There's no words. It's just music. And if I recall, this is going to go back to like a little bit of gamer stuff. One of the the home alone game uh, I want to say it was on NES or super NES had this song as a track in there when you're running around doing stupid shit as a side-scroller. And (laughs) so this also kind of is a tie back or a throwback for me that kind of reminds me of nostalgia of the time that I, kind of liked christmas but i still don't now as an adult i firmly abhor christmas i don't hate it though i do not hate christmas i just abhor it
0: okay so uh is there i don't know if it's like incredibly personal or if it's something that you want to get into the reasonings
5: behind it or yeah i i got three i'll try to keep them short three reasons why i abhor christmas i don't hate it um (laughs) you're probably gonna lose listeners right now but I feel like if you hate something, you should go full on Hitler and eradicate it from Earth. Oh, my God. There's no way for me to eradicate Christmas. I'm (laughs) going to just stick with a boring it. Um, So the three reasons, essentially, uh, is I am an orphaned, widowed, only child. So from Thanksgiving to New Year's, all the holiday season does is remind me that I'm alone. And yeah, I'm loved by friends and family and whatnot, but I'm still alone. And being an only child, I'm used to being alone. That's okay. But it's kind of amplified. Uh, Reason two is that Christmas has absolutely nothing to do with Jesus Christ, if you're a Christian. Um, But a lot of people try to pawn it off as a Christian thing and a holiday and whatever and whatnot. But there is a whole lot of history and it has, and JC's birthday is not on December 25th. In case you're grown up, I'm... I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but JC was not born on December 25th. Uh, theologians and scholars are putting it somewhere in June or July, depending on the Gregorian or Julian calendar. Uh, Christmas is just basically a Roman Catholic way to get pagans to convert to Catholicism
8: mm-hmm. and
5: converting a lot of things. So tide is actually a Yule celebration. It's like a two month long type thing. That's like roughly Thanksgiving time to new year's. Um, and it was just like, oh, hey, you know, we we, we can celebrate that too. Saint Nick is Saint Nicholas, uh, Greek. That was, uh, I want to say, in the two hundreds or three hundreds, he was made a saint, and he did give gifts. That that was uh, one true thing about him. But he wasn't a fat man. He wasn't an old man. He was a secret gift giver, and um, just became the patron saint for. Christmas and then it's kind of like blend it all together, all this other stuff. So that's that's my other reason is that Christmas and JC have nothing to do together. It's more of a pagan holiday. And if you are a Christian and you want to celebrate Christmas, that's my other thing, is that I personally am a Christian, but I don't like that it's perpetuating this whole idea of oh yeah, be put Christ back in Christmas, but people don't know that there's nothing to do with one or the other. And more people focus on like the black Friday deals, the cyber Monday deals and, Oh, look at me being a good person donating and volunteering and do this, all that other stuff. But why aren't you doing that year round? Mm-hmm. So that's why I bore Christmas because it's a whole bunch of hypocrisy and a reminder of being alone.
0: Fair enough. I mean, I think it's all spot on. I mean, we live in a, a capitalist world. So, I mean, regardless of whether they want to say Jesus is the reason for the season. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about the, the bottom line. So uh, for sure. I, I totally, yeah, I think it was, uh, was it Saturnalia? I think was like the, the pagan holidays that kind of got co-opted into.
5: Yeah. There's a few and, when they kind of got merged in. So there's Saturnalia, there's a the winter solstice. Uh, there's the Roman something, something unyielding sun and It was appropriated to do, and the the 25th is uh, the something, something unyielding sun that was a Roman uh, empire celebration. And the reason that he got chosen for Christianity or Catholicism is so the winter solstice or the death of the sun, shortest day of the year, is the 21st. Christ was risen three days later. So add three to that would be the 24th. So on the night of the 24th, he would be born on the 25th because mm-hmm. he went the, the whole manger thing and was mm-hmm. born at night. So that's where it kind of fits in air quotes that he was born on the 25th.
0: Okay. Thank you for the history lesson. And also for, uh, hopefully it didn't uh, open up any wounds or anything, but thank you for oh, no, sharing no. Your, the, the reasoning behind it. Yeah. Oh,
5: um, sharing why I just why I like Christmas. So that's yeah, fine. <laughs>
0: So but this song again, specifically, uh, was it just largely the like the nostalgia from like the Home Alone game, which takes place at Christmas? Or I mean, why this song specifically?
5: Um, actually, this one was just one that I could find that sounded Christmassy, didn't have any words. And as I was listening to it when I sent it to you, I was like, oh yeah, this reminds me of something. What is it? And it was like bugging the crap out of me. And I remembered. So I sent it to you a day or two ago and Mm. I'd been listening to it. This is the only Christmas song I've been listening to the past few days. And I was like, this reminds me of something. It finally, it finally dawned on me that it was a home alone game that came out. So.
0: Very cool. I mean, are you ready to listen to it? Do you want to, do you have any more information about this song in particular, or should we just give it a uh, listen?
5: I've actually seen, gone to see Trans-Siberian Orchestra like two or three times. Just, uh, Kind of one was a family thing, and the other one was trying to keep up with the family tradition with my son. That he liked the hmm. the concerts. Like, okay, fine, we'll go again. They were here. We got free tickets both times, so why not? Yeah, yeah. I can't pass that up. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't All pay right. to see something during Christmas time.
0: <laughs> All right, let's give it a listen. To uh, what's what's the actual word? A mad Russian, mad Russian
5: Christmas something
0: instrumental by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. So here it is. Yeah, it's definitely without uh, the words and everything, it's a little bit uh, rocky and it, it gets you in the Christmas spirit without the annoying lyrics. We're, yes. gonna have, we're gonna have enough of the annoying lyrics. I've been making a joke through all of these segments too. That the song that I selected, I started out liking and over the course of <laughs> having to listen to it for multiple segments. It's just like I hate this freaking song now by, by the time by the time we get to the end here. But
5: <laughs> that's why I get that's why I avoid going shopping because it's it's yeah, nothing but Christmas music. Although there there's some nuggets because like, oh, I never heard this one before. Oh God, it's fucking Christmas song. Leave me alone. you know. But, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, there's just, uh, this is another thing that I know that the listeners are about sick of hearing it because of like the same stuff gets brought up in all these segments. But I mean, I think I've said like through all the segments here, there's only so many Christmas songs and like every artist has to do their interpretation. Like my song Santa Claus is coming to town has been performed by over 200 different artists 200 artists have put their spin on this particular song because there's only so many it's not like new christmas songs are you know continuously coming around i mean every once in a while someone will come up with a new christmas song but mostly it's the the old standbys that everybody just puts their own spin on so Especially around here, I was telling Jake and David, there's a station that on November the 1st starts playing Christmas music. It's like, you just took down all the pumpkins and ghosts from Halloween. And now like on All Saints Day, you start, before Thanksgiving even kicks off, they're already playing Christmas music. So you're bound to hear the same stuff hundreds of times by that, uh, by the time Christmas actually rolls around, if you can stomach it. So it's... um... (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely that um, that song is is certainly one that is familiar that I'm sure a lot of people probably don't know the name of, but they know like the harmony or they, they could recognize the song when they hear it, because it has been in a lot of a lot of stuff. So for my song, do you have any familiarity with Santa Claus is Coming to Town performed by Bruce Springsteen?
5: I don't think I've heard the Bruce Springsteen. If I have, I didn't recognize it because, like you say, so many people would do their own spin on it. Uh, but no, yeah, I'm, I'm looking, for, I'm kind of looking forward to it. So <laughs> well, I'm, gl- I'm glad is- you are <laughs> because, uh,
0: but one of the- <laughs> another thing that uh, I'm sorry, listeners, I'm sorry, I keep repeating the same stuff. <laughs> one of the jokes that I was going to do. Was not edit out the song like have it have this song played in every single segment so that the listener has to suffer along with me as well. I I made the decision that I'm going to edit it out so you only are going to hear it in the first segment and then you know you're not going to have to hear it every single time afterwards. But I figured uh, that would kind of be funny if I'm suffering that everybody else would suffer along with me. Uh, And maybe I'll bookend it. Maybe I'll have it in the first segment and this last segment. So. We'll have multiple appearances of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Let's give it a listen. This is Bruce Springsteen's Santa Claus is Coming to Town. See if if I actually like it again. (laughs) So there it is. Had you heard it before?
5: (laughs) No, I had not heard that version before.
0: Okay, Uh, now now that you have. (laughs) What what do you think? It wasn't
5: that bad. It wasn't as bad. The other... Christmas songs that I usually hear have much more saccharine tone to them. Not just the, not just the song itself, but the, the lyrics of what they sing them. And Mm -hmm. here he mixed in with some spoken word. He was joking around at the beginning. So that kind of broke it up from the, the typical uh, Christmas music you hear at grocery or whatever store you go to. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't that bad.
0: Yeah. So I, I grew up with Bruce Springsteen. Like my dad used to play it a lot. And this, um, when I was trying to go through I wanted something that was a little bit different I wanted like a rock interpretation of something to make even if it is like a a classic kind of holiday song I liked his his delivery about it I had remembered like the like the little skit stuff at the beginning And initially I thought that it was kind of endearing and it certainly kind of set it apart and then but the more I listen to it, you know certainly over the course of having to do it over multiple segments and you're just like, ah, uh, it, it just it wears on you like I mean they could almost use this in like uh some black ops site for torture or something <laughs> like, this, this would this would break somebody I think if they had to listen to this over and over and over again. it's like uh,
5: I wouldn't go that far, but I can see it yeah. <laughs> Because we don't do that no yeah definitely not
0: i don't even know how i got that in my frame of reference i I have no
5: (laughs) oh man
0: certainly we would never but uh but even as obnoxious as it is and how much is kind of grading on my nerves it still has moments where you can't help but like kind of sing along or kind of bop out to it because it's it definitely is it's well done it's well recorded well delivered i think uh even though one of the jokes again that's been brought up multiple times is that it sounds like he's kind of constipated a little bit (laughs) especially towards the end it sounds like he's like very much out of breath and just kind of relying on the the crowd to do most of the singing because it sounds like he's yeah I wasn't
5: that much attention. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's listen to it again. now, <laughs> <Yeah.
5: laughs> oh man.
0: So, do you have any uh, thoughts about it? I mean, other than I mean, you've already um, given some, but it's just like you no. Know,
5: I if if uh, if grocery stores, department stores, whatever stores played more of course I doubt they can pick it because they have to go through and make a manual playlist but if there's a playlist that played like more off the wall more offbeat um Christmas songs I, th- I think it wouldn't be so terrible because it's it almost feels like it's the same five songs that play mm-hmm. all the time don't know what they are but they just always have that same super upbeat um and of course they're trying to get people moving through the stores you know hurrying up and be along but still, uh, if they could just change it up just to, uh, then I probably wouldn't mind getting food all the time. So. <laughs> December is expensive for me because I go out to eat so much. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, no, I, I did like this one. This was this was a song that I could tolerate. I wouldn't want to listen to it repeatedly like you've had to.
9: But um, yes. yeah,
5: more Christmas songs were like this. I'd definitely be more into Christmas songs. I wouldn't be into Christmas time, but I'd be more into Christmas songs.
0: Yeah, well, I would say give this episode a listen because I think the the songs that we've got cultivated over this episode, I mean, and they're all from people that you know and have interacted with. So I think we've got a, a really interesting uh, collection. I mean, Mark chose I Won't Be Home for Christmas by Blink-182, which is a little... We all, I think, tried to go with a little bit different take instead of something that was just kind of like the, the stock response. Uh, David chose uh, Zombie Claws, which is... Um, uh, like a santa claus song a parody of uh, rob zombie's dragula hmm. and it's 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 really good it's What's by psycho that? stick it's um yeah it's it's pretty fun so yeah we all went a, a little bit different direction trying to be i mean we all have well i mean listeners of the show obviously know the the personalities. And hopefully, I mean, you're fans of the show. You continue to listen because you like our personalities and that we're a little bit different and kind of out there. So I guess this is probably what you would expect from um, one of these episodes that's uh, like a holiday special. So, uh, well, I mean, one of the questions that's come up that Mark had brought up and I really liked it was about like Christmas traditions and everything. And I know that... I mean, you said that you abhor it, but I mean, obviously, like you also had brought up like a nostalgia kind of thing. Is there anything from like childhood or like a tradition that even though you don't necessarily like the holiday that you still kind of like that tradition or?
5: It's tough to say. Uh, So been orphaned since well, lost my mom at 15, father like 12 years ago. And he and I were just very businesslike. We, We didn't hang out and do stuff together we just work together um so i can't say there's anything traditions if there were they would have been when i was a child and nothing sticks out that it, you know because it's been a long ass fucking time we're old um other than just looking forward to being able to get tamales because you know, it is basically tamale season right now so i can just ask any mexican co-worker like hey who do you know that makes tamales and just you know, stock up for a few months. So I'm I'm pretty good. Well said. I think I have like seven dozen more tamales to go through, like different. Oh Find them out, and I'm marking their <laughs> names down so I know. Okay, this is the lady I want to buy from next year. So now right. I'm out of seven. I've eaten uh, three dozen, and, <laughs> uh, so I have two ladies I'm definitely gonna purchase from next year. The other one is like, yeah, you know, if I drown it in sauce, it's not too bad. So.
0: So uh, three dozen since when, like when was, when did you
5: start? Uh, right after Thanksgiving. So.
0: So over the it's course of the month each, of December. taken. So over the course of December, you've eaten three dozen tamales.
5: Yeah. yeah. And it's basically two a day that I've been eating at work and going through them just to make sure that, you know, like the first two or three aren't a fluke that to make sure like, <laughs> it's good. I don't, I don't want to like, Oh yeah, this is a good one. Let me buy all of them from her. So yeah. And is it something
0: that you could see yourself eating like every single day, like you don't ever get sick of it? I mean, well, obviously, like you've said, some are better than others, but I mean, like I some really been, good ones
5: basically been my lunch every day for the past month, um so I have two tamales for lunch every day, and if I'm you know being extra or whatever, I'll go get some tacos from jack in the box or whatever, but you know they're they're pretty hefty sized tamales there um a little, or at least one of the ladies makes them just a little bit thinner than like a Red Bull can, the eight ounce ones. Okay. Yeah.
2: That's, so they're, they're
5: pretty sizable. And then the others are more like, mm, maybe three Apple TV remotes. I can't think of anything else that anybody <laughs> <was> aware of <laughs> yeah, to compare okay. the size of no. them, <laughs> but you know. So yeah, no, I think that's a good
0: that's a good frame of reference. I think people will get that. I think that's one of those that's like a, it's
5: a unit of measurement that people
0: can write behind. Yeah.
5: Yeah, we're gonna have uh, you know, five keyboards and uh, you know, a monitor.
0: So <laughs> that's funny. What about like any uh was there any particular like Christmas gift or anything that like really stood out or like know like a
5: oh man, the only one that really stands out is the Super NES. And that was like, I was trying to con my way and to get my father to take us to, or take me to whatever Circuit City and any other now closed department store was over. Like, hey, you know, they got a sell. If we go now, uh, we can get the Super NES and a controller or a game or whatever. Like they were just throwing all kinds of things in. He's like, yeah, yeah, we'll see. I was like, this motherfucker, he ain't going to get it for me so it was, he drops me back off at my mom's house and so i'm there just eh, whatever like i might get into super nintendo because my mom is broke and poor so she sure shit isn't gonna get it for me so i'm like they're opening presents blah 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 whatever okay yeah and then my mom pulls this one other one out and goes like, hey here's this one's from santa and i opened it like, oh shit fucking forgot about everything i played super mario world mario land whatever the super mario game that came with it mm-hmm. played that till like nine in the morning and just <laughs> passed out so yeah
0: that mine was very similar i think when i was like eight or something i got a an nes and it was like the greatest christmas i ever had and i was, I was telling mark who was actually the one that brought it up that because his also was uh his memory was because i think we're all you know gamers and so naturally i think that's probably where it started was in our childhood and you know um that would be one of our fond memories but I was telling him that uh my parents tried to hide it but they, they didn't wrap it so they just like hid it in their closet and I was like a latchkey kid you know so I had the, the house to myself for like a half an hour before anybody got home and so I just went snooping and found it and I was like all super excited I think that it, they had gotten it like my birthday's in uh late October so I think they had gotten it around then but kind of figured like this is too expensive of a gift for like a birthday this is more of like a christmas thing so they kind of kept it in the closet so i knew about it for you know <laughs> like a, a couple months before i ended up getting it and like the the like the biggest memory that i have about it i was so pissed off because my uncle had come over and they sent me to bed early so that they could pull out the nintendo and play it like you know my parents and my, and my uncle so i heard like I was wide awake in my bed, listening to them out in the living room playing the Nintendo that was supposed to be my Christmas gift. And I was like, "You bastards!" <laughs> but then, obviously, I I still I got it for uh, for Christmas, yeah. and so it was like, yeah, like the greatest uh, Christmas ever. Because yeah, we didn't have. A lot of money either it's like you know, we kind of sacrificed things throughout the year so that I, we could have kind of like a, a nicer christmas like that so that was good i mean that's certainly my even though it's tinged with a little bit of like the thing that that made me angry it's still you know my fondest memory of and especially like to be that young and to know a secret that you know you weren't supposed to know and then I had to try to have to like you know? feign feign like ignorance like oh my god i'm so surprised
5: it's, <laughs> i had no idea i had no clue ever that this come was up later like in, did your adults or did your child's did your parents ever as adults or you know later hey did you really know or did this ever come up oh before? yeah
0: yeah like year, years and years later you know uh, because i'm I think, you know, 13 years older than my brother. So it's like, you know, by the time that he was getting kind of gifts like that, it it came about like, oh yeah, I totally knew that you guys, that you guys had quote, air quote, hid this from me. And uh, yeah, he he didn't think to like wrap, wrap the gift or anything. So yeah, it was, it was great. But yeah, that's um, good times.
8: And Mm -hmm. still
5: a gamer to this day see I'm, I'm not so much i mean actually i had an episode with uh super producer jerry a couple of days ago. i don't know when it's going to air but a couple of days ago no it was last weekend that uh about me him being a hardcore gamer me being a, a gamer light so uh and why i don't play as much as i used to but uh, anyways yeah well
0: so so <clears throat> Gamer light, like uh, expound on that. Like what so would you, if you
5: play if, if you counted the total hours? I play about 96 hours of games a year, a year. Wow. So it'll just be, you know what? I'm gonna start playing uh, horizon zero dawn and I'll play it for, you know, two or three weekends in a row for four or five hours. And then, eh, okay, I'm done. And I actually more of it on, on that episode. So but, not to be meta or anything It's just you know this is a christmas So yeah
0: no but i mean that's kind of what we do that's what people expect from file under is just going off on all these Um, tangents and offshoots and everything so i mean i don't know that if you want to you don't have to repeat everything that you said in that conversation but
5: essentially i just got fed up with games not being good anymore like you know you get this buildup of a game's going to be great and then it's just kind of like a lot of games are let downs um And there really isn't anything that kind of keeps me engaged anymore that uh, the way I play games is to get myself OP. So I'm more of an explorer rather than trying to beat the game Mm or how fast I can do it or whatever. So I'll go and just do random shit and uh, just get bored with games because either the story isn't that great or I, through talent trees or achievements or whatever, I get overpowered And essentially one hit kill anything on ultra hard mode, um, you know, with the cheesiest weapons. Sometimes it takes, you know, three or four hits, but still, you know, it's super easy, super boring, not engaging. Mm. So I just quit. Um, And looking at my saves when I was transferring stuff from my PS4 to my PS5, um, I I saw that my my saves were like January 2017, like three days in a row uh august 2017 two days uh Mm -hmm. february 2018 four days 2019 november so they're they're just like you know huge gaps in the time that i play them well i have probably you know a stack of ps3 games and a stack of ps4 games is you know about two feet long that i just never get around to finishing or playing because okay it's not that engaging so
0: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of one of the biggest things is like when you're a kid, you have all the time to play, but none of the money. And then when you're an adult, you have the money, but none of the time. And so it's just like, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. I've got a a closet full of games. It kind of just builds up. Or, I mean, I know like Jared with Steam, he has all these Steam games that he'll never get around to playing. And it's just like, it's a shame, like, because you, you just, there's sometimes just the call of like, oh, things are on sale. I better buy it on sale. This is t- a deal too good to pass up. So it's like, it doesn't matter that you got the game for like 75% off if you never play it. Like, right. Just... <laughs> but uh, it's funny. Well, Gaio, thank you so much for being a part of this. Tell everybody again where they can find you and all well, that stuff.
5: Yeah, if you anyone here cares to listen about uh, life, dating, or relationship advice, uh, you can find me super easy at sucias.xyz. That is, <clears throat> that's S-U-C-I-A-S.xyz. X-Y-Z. Uh, you'll find my socials. You'll find my podcast. If you want to shoot me a text and complain at me because I said, you know, whatever that was offensive here, you can get at me there. Send me an email. <laughs> any way you want to get a hold of me, you can find me that way.
0: So that reminds me of a funny thing that happened in the, the previous segment oh. with, with Jake and David was I, I'm i of Irish heritage and descent. And so we were talking about things because we're like one of the songs that they said had kind of like a, a slur in there. And so we were kind of talking about stuff like that. And I said, uh, Mick, and they're like, oh, you can't say that. That's a slur. And I'm like, what? Like, I always just heard it as like kind of a term of endearment. Like I've I mean have growing up. Yeah. You're like, no, that's, that's definitely like a slur, like, and obviously not on, uh, on the level of like, you know, the N word by any stretch, but I mean, it's certainly like something that you're not supposed to say. And I'm like news to me. I had no idea that that was a thing, but.
5: Uh, See, that, so. That's that's another thing about, you know, words. It only has the power you give them, you know? And sometimes like Jared, he's, he texts me every now and again, and he'll send something kind of racist. I'm like, okay, whatever. It goes, damn it. You never get offended. I'm like, why should I you know whatever but
0: yeah because you know that you don't really need it I'm not
5: trying yeah. to ask but still
0: yeah but I mean it, it's like we're we're friends obviously we, we don't have that kind of you know feeling uh, about each other or that kind of thought process so I mean you would know that he wasn't be, be serious about it had it if it were to come from somebody else maybe
5: you know you oh, even, no, even then yeah. if I hear anybody else say okay well then they're ignorant or <laughs> so I, I never let that, anything bother me because it's just like Is this going to kill me No, Then why worry about it?
0: Yeah, I I do remember having that conversation and hearing it in several of your uh, podcast episodes where you're talking about, you know, like your time in the military and dealing with people that were like very overtly racist. And you just were just like, yes, and kind of something like you just said that, you know, that you're ignorant or they just don't have the kind of frame of reference or no one ever taught them. And so you did actually to take the time with one individual in particular like this is why that's uh ignorant statement and you know. so yeah a lot of really good episodes on the on the feed for you know guys show so definitely go take take a listen to those and uh yeah and he will be back on this uh um podcast to discuss uh musical journey i've lost the word podcast you know <laughs> for a second there and we're like <laughs> It's gonna be not show. this episode was show. show. Yeah, this I could have said a show, show, but I am like just like mm, tired. just completely just Phew. you said you're tired. Like I don't know afternoon. like what my excuse a Saturday is. Saturday
5: afternoon for you, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's time
0: for me to go take a nap, I think. So <laughs>
5: you're right lucky. <laughs> you know what? I can do that too. Fuck it. <laughs> nap roulette. There you go. so
0: yeah, uh the musical journey thing, which uh, actually you brought up as well as several other episodes um, under your suggestion that are going to be coming after the alphabet. Cause we're, we're close to wrapping it up. Like Mark's going to be coming on to discuss you and then um, we're, yeah, we're getting close to the end, but then, yeah. So Gaio will be back to discuss musical journey and other fun stuff. So catch him on his feed in the meantime. And that's going to be it for this episode. Still debating on whether I'm going to just, do the really lazy thing and keep all of those okay, okay. <laughs> Bruce Bruce Springsteen songs
5: in there. I suffer. I had to suffer through it. Yeah, exactly.
0: So did you. Fast forward. now I think I'll uh I don't want to lose lose <laughs> listeners for my laziness. So I think I'll uh I'll bite the bullet. But thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you, listeners. Uh hopefully you have uh an enjoyable holiday season and that um that this was a nice kind of fill in the gap between our alphabetical journey. So until next time, we're going to slam that filing cabinet shut.